Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special episode hey. of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. Oh, shit. Ah. Who's that? Whose voice Who is, is that? that? Whose voice is Who's that? Who's this person that, oh, by the way, Vince is on today, too. That's Vince me. is here today. You guys are very happy oh, to yeah. have my good friends, Vince and Danny on. You that's guys know right. Vince, but Danny is new. I am yeah. new. Yeah, I'm not Danny's... very important. That's why I wasn't on before. This is the... Oh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Let me, let me take the kidding, reins on this kidding. real quick. Danny, you say you're not important, but what you don't realize is that you are the keystone to a lot of our hilarious stories, and that's exactly why we're both here tonight. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. I was at least witness to the majority of them. There's so. about to be a lot of disclosure tonight, so to anyone <laughs> listening who we are related to or knows us on a personal or professional basis, just be aware. <laughs> and please, keep judgment to a minimum. Keep judgment to a minimum. And I, I would highly recommend that any version of the story that is told tonight, you, you give mine a little more credence than these other two, because for the majority of these stories we're going to tell, I was the only sober party. <laughs> oh, no, and you can believe that. Believe that. If you believe nothing else, believe Danny has never drank. Yep. Danny has never done drugs. Yep. Danny's drug of choice has always been and will always be Camel 99s, ladies and yes. gentlemen. Yes. And that is why my, my Adam, love. Adam and I fell in love with this woman. <laughs> oh, because God. she had an endless supply of Camel 99s, one, two, a bitchin' vehicle. You had the tank. I had the tank. You had, you the, had the tank. tank. The tank was legendary. And you knew <laughs> fucking everyone, okay? No, no, no. I knew nobody. Everybody knew the tank. Okay. <laughs> okay. But no, no, no. That's the thing, was if you couldn't procure cigarettes from a gas station, you were going, hey, let's go to Pops. That's okay, right. Okay, all right, that's all right. right. Okay, that's always true. Knew. Yep. That's true. So I, I guess to start out, we should just start by, like, like, what is special about this particular trio that is with you guys here today? So we have a specific title. We do. Um, we, we, do. we are self-dubbed yes. uh, because there is myself, Vince, uh, Danielle, and Adam. We dubbed ourselves the Three Musketeers. It, it wasn't technically self-dubbed. I remember the day this conversation came about. We just adopted it very lovingly. Well, no, the, the self-dubbed, but I digress. You what? digress. The, sto- the story of <laughs> how digress. the Someone's actual digress. name came to point. Because I'll never forget this, because it's funny that we still go by it all these uh-huh. years since high school. It was, I want to say it was you and me. We're sitting down at the, the lunch table in the cafeteria. I want to say it was sophomore year. And I don't remember which one of our friends it was. It was a chick. She had red hair. Anyway. We sat down, and she looks at us, and she goes, where's the other musketeer? And I went, is that how, th- is that how this happened? And I happened? went, wait, what? And she goes, Adam, the third musketeer. I mean, if you two are here, he can't be far behind. You guys are like the <laughs> fucking three musketeers. You're always together. I was like, I like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. We got to roll okay. with that. I, it's I, very true. You know what? I honestly had zero clue how it got started. <laughs> I just remember one day you guys were like, oh, we're the three musketeers. Like, I... We cool. Well, I remember I remember my, my freshest memory of it was just we referred to the times when it was the three of us hanging out as Three Musketeers Night. Yes. This is a tradition that started yes. over a decade ago. People. Over a de- Yeah, we, we were just we talking have, about this. We have this. been friendly celebrating. and very tight for over a decade. Yeah, we're, mm-hmm. we're at a 12-year mark now. I think so we what was it? it was like two, really? What was it? Two thousand seven? I want to say no. Well, okay, yeah. No, actually, it had yeah, to it have been, been. two thousand and seven. So. Because we yeah. were both but, juniors, yeah, and 
and I was a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve year mark. Yeah, yeah twelve so. years. Yeah, damn. God damn. So, <laughs> so I to get started, I thought I would tell the story of like how the Three Musketeers like became the Three Musketeers, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay, so we actually all met and we all were taking a stage crew class. Yeah. And for those out there who may not know what stage crew is, it's just like it's it's the the stage hands it's, behind it's, theaters. It's building right? the sets. It's, yeah. It's making the stage look pretty. Like when you're not looking at the actors, everything else in the background, that's stage. It's the behind Sound, the lights. scenes of the drama club. Yes. And we were very lovingly referred to as the techies. I was fortunate yes. enough to not only be on the drama side, but both, mm. but also the stage crew side. Yeah. As which is how I met Adam and Danny. Which I am so thankful I was. Yes. <laughs> and I'll never forget the day I met. Adam, uh, uh, explain that because <laughs> I'm fuzzy, man. I've done, I've done a, I've done a lot of things in the past. I remember years. the you general people, time people. of the day. I will never forget the because I thought it was met. cigarettes that like brought you and it I was. together. No, okay, was, it was cigarettes. Well, it was you and I here's, too. Here's, yeah. how, here's how Adam and I meeting went. Um, there was a little bit of schedule confusion with our uh, theater class. Uh-huh. It told us to meet in the drama room. Uh-huh. Now it only seemed to be you and I that had this. A weird clerical error on our little cards they gave us. That's right. Yeah. But we met in Miss Bilston's room. Yes. And we were both like, we're here. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. I do remember that now. Yes, I do remember. And she said, well, no, you guys got to report to the auditorium. It's around the side. Uh Uh-huh. We went around the side and you looked at me and you said, hey, do you smoke? (laughs) (laughs) Which of course I did. And I was like, yeah. Adam goes, you want to maybe sneak around outside and have a cigarette <laughs> before we go actually go into class? And I'm like, fuck yeah! <laughs> and thus our friendship blossomed from yes. there, man. We had more in common than we thought, so. And then, so there was you and I, which was separate. We were we were a separate friendship from Danny mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, and then this... I remember with you, Danny, it was Vince had told me that you smoked. And of course, when you're underage and smoking, you're just wanting to make friends with anybody who parents, smokes. Absolutely. Parents, I want you to know right now, if you don't think your teenager's smoking, they're probably lying to you. <laughs> yes. If you don't think they're ingesting nicotine, you're wrong. If you're a smoker, I guarantee your child's probably mm-hmm. a and smoker. And do not buy any of their bullshit excuse. I cannot tell you how many different <laughs> stories I came up with to give my father about, no, I, sm- I smell like cigarettes because Vincent Adams smokes. Yeah. You know that. That's I'm right. not doing it myself. And by the way, check their cars for hand sanitizer and body spray. <laughs> I'll never forget when the first time I met Jr. Oh, and God. he fell in love with me instantly. He did. JR, JR is Danny's dad. Yes. Sorry. Okay. You know what? I I need to stop right here, and I just need to make mention that for just for disclosure's sake, we should probably keep names on the back burner. In just, certain just, stories, certain absolutely. Stories certain stories. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, we'll, we'll, just just for context context sake, uh, Danny's dad, Jr. Um, the first time I met this man, he's old school, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. He is a, a former Marine veteran, mm-hmm. uh, served in Vietnam, uh, covert black ops. The the man is a beast. Um, I, I've heard some of the craziest stories <laughs> of my life from this man. He and didn't serve in Nam. It was around the time. It, it was, was around, around the, the time, time yeah. no, but he was stationed on the Nimitz. He, he never actually went. No, he told me, he told, well, he told me about some ops he did. Okay, ops, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I thought you meant, like, anyway, frontline in that anyway, shit. My apologies. You can imagine how this man would be incredibly protective of his young teenage daughter. 
and always wary of where her morals lie. His only teenage daughter, I might <laughs> so add. She, she had been using the excuse that Adam and I smoke. That's why everything I am and have smells like cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew it was cool to say to JR at one point, hey, do you mind if I pop outside for a cigarette? To which he said... Well, yeah, you uh, go right ahead. Just make sure you throw your butt away and you, you know, you take care of your ashes. I'm like, Roger, sir, not a problem. And he goes, that's Sergeant to you. I work for a <laughs> So I'm like, ah, great. I go outside and I have my cigarette. And Danny's kind of looking at me out the door, kind of like, like I really JR, want one of those. at me, at JR, at me, kind of like this. If he goes into the bathroom long enough, I'm going to go out and ask him for a drag. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> and I think he did. And then when he yeah. come back in, point. it's that easy. Because I can just be like, well, I went outside I just, to talk to Vince while you were in the bathroom. And now I smell like secondhand but, smoke. But yeah. really quick, before we digress too much. <laughs> so, so We can I, do this all night. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. So I started to, so Vince was actually the one who told me that Danny smoked. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I love how we're just telling stories how cigarettes brought us together. <laughs> But <laughs> so, so uh so Vince told me that Danny smoked and I remember um I asked Danny if you could give me a ride home one day yeah, from our we high found school. Out that we yeah. lived like right down the block. Yeah, I remember exactly. that. I remember that. Yeah. And I remember I got into the car with Danny and the first thing I asked was I was like, "Hey, do you smoke at all?" And Danny goes, "No, I don't smoke." And I was just like, Oh, but inside I was like super disappointed. I was disappointed. there for that. I was sitting in the front I was super seat. Disappointed. See, I was not going then, to admit to that. I didn't know this guy from shit to Shinola. Yeah. And Vince just gave you a recap of and how then, overly protective my father was. I'm not going to risk that he's going to tell me that. Are you fucking kidding me? I remember no. this incident okay. because I caught a look from Danny and I <laughs> felt the one from the back seat and I caught a little bit of it in the rearview mirror of Adam going, he fucking lied to me. And Danny looking at me going, really? Bringing a possible narc in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, crossfire. And, and yeah, then we I were like that. on the road for like five or ten minutes, and then Danny goes, I lied. And she like fucking <laughs> yeah. takes down her glove box, <laughs> and there's all these like empty packs of cigarettes <laughs> in there and shit. I'm like, fuck yeah. So, but anyways. Well, you forget yeah. though, too, you literally asked me like right when we got into the car, there's no way in hell, even, even if yes. you're not a narc, and at this point, I'm already a little like, I'm like, okay, well, Vince did bring right, it right. and, and, and Vince is good people. But at the same time, I was like, you honestly expect me to open like a pack of cigarettes right here in the fucking school parking lot where there are a thousand parents that know my dad? Are you out of your goddamn How many times did you roll up and I was in the parking lot smoking? You were in the parking lot. Exactly. You, not me. I had this magical bubble. It was weird. Where I could get away with weird shit in high school. Oh, I was the same way, dude. Oh my same god. Same way. Oh god, I wish I was. I just like I could like, dude. I was the guy like, especially in uh, so like me and you know Chris, you know oh, me yeah. and Chris, yeah. especially in like junior Hi, high and high school. Hi, Chris. Hello. <laughs> we were we were people where it's like we had certain classes together, and if we were together, like teachers just knew like, all right, well, I'm just gonna let them do their thing, <laughs> and we would just be in the back corner of the room. And yeah. she would be teaching the class, and we would just be fucking around. And you could see, you could sense the <laughs> glares from the other students of like, why the fuck are they allowed to just fuck around in your class? But when I fucking say one little joke, you get on my ass. I'm like, you'll just never be on our level, man. You'll the just never be on our level. The one thing I had, and I loved this, I had this weird aura. And even at work to this day, like I've had people tell me, 
I don't. Uh, you just seem like somebody who can get away with cursing. Like it, it seems too natural for you right. to, to correct you. You know what I mean? And I've always had this, like, especially in classes. Mind you, I'm not dropping the f bomb left and right, right. You know, like I do. Uh-huh. I'm keeping it pretty civil. But if it gets heated, you know, I'm not above using a couple of biblical curse words. Right. right. <laughs> um, I rarely ever got called out for it. It was just one of those things I could get away with, and. Uh, it started as early as kindergarten, and my dad gave me this great line to say. And I, at, at my six-year-old self, I remember I was like, this isn't going to work. I'm going right. to say it, and then I'm going to get detention or something stupid. Right. Or, or, or sorry, a, a red card or something dumb kindergarten. <laughs> right. And the line was, if I got caught cursing and I got in trouble, was, tell them your dad's a truck driver. Right. Oh, there you go. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll try that line, Dad. We'll see how that works out for us. And I did. And I remember the first time I used it, I got an eye roll and a sigh. And that was the end of it. <laughs> that is exactly what happens, too. Because, ladies and gentlemen, my dad, among other things, the military and whatnot, was also a truck driver. Well, that I, is the only excuse that works. Yeah, I really. definitely could not get away with that. No. <laughs> but, one, but one thing I always did get away, and this wasn't so much a getting away with adults. This was getting away with, like, my peers, right? Mm. I was always, the, and you guys know this, too. I was always the guy where it was like, I could do like weird things. Like, okay, perfect example. When I was younger and like, like teenager, I mean, and we'd be hanging out with like a friend and their girlfriend or something. I could be the guy that would just go up and just randomly grab like my friend's girlfriend's tits. Oh, you demon you know? man, you! And then, like, I would literally, Damn you out of here. and no, I would no, literally. He's right, I remember. No, that. I yeah, remember. but then I would always, yeah. but like nobody would ever get bothered because, like, oh, it's just Adam. Oh, oh, it's just Adam. I was always just that guy that could do that shit. And till this day, now I'm not grabbing women's tits, you know. At this <laughs> not this year of our Lord. Or you know what? Actually, oh. actually, Much really quick, let me let me go back to a story really quick. So. I, this, this situation actually did happen to me when I was older, like 26, right? I was at my cousin's wedding. Oh, and, no, Adam, no, you didn't. <laughs> and I was, and I, we were hanging out, and my cousin had her old roommate there, right? This really beautiful, like, blonde, blue-eyed girl, right? Oh, Lord. And she had her boyfriend there, who was this, like, 6'4 bodybuilder-looking motherfucker, right? <laughs> and so me... Just uh, the kind of guy you want to fuck yeah, with. Yeah, right? right? So me... This, this guy slaps your girlfriend's ass in a bar. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, so me... <laughs> <laughs> this girl, my cousin, and then this girl's boyfriend are all like all three of them are talking. I'm standing there, just my drunk ass, and then I'm literally just staring at this girl's breasts, and then just like randomly, I just go in and I go, I want to touch those. Like I vocally said this, wow. and I just fucking grabbed them right, and her boyfriend just started laughing oh my his God. ass off. He was stunned at the audacity, <laughs> is what it was. He was stunned at the sheer audacity. And like, even my drunk self was just thinking to myself, like, jeez, oh, Adam, his, I can't believe you could still get away with doing that this shit. That his girlfriend's reaction was probably fucking priceless. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I knew this girl. It's not like this oh, girl okay. was a stranger okay. to me. I used to live with her. This oh, guy had I mean, heard stories but about yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Adam. If she used to live with him, then so. she saw this shit coming a mile away. She was like, give him two more beers, a couple more coffee. 
cocktails. She's just like that's but, that's how Adam shakes hands. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's but, Adam's but on a, But on a more subtle note, though, I am the guy to where like I use a lot of terms of endearment, right? So I use a lot of like dears and darlings. Oh, when don't it comes I know? To girls, I've had to right? stop doing that. So it's I funny. I catch myself at work all the time. So it's funny though because to me it's always just been like a regular thing. I've never thought like I've never put any thought into like what like those words being taken the wrong way right and it's only just been like recently a few people have like brought up to me like you know you're the only person who like can say that and not have it come off like you're trying to like hit on somebody i have had to cut hun and darlin completely out of my vernacular bro really i i have had to replace it with have people just gotten like offended no 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 i'm not trying to step on any toes though man and with this whole fucking pc movement going on it's it's a fucking snipe hunt so i'm just gonna (laughs) cover my ass and i work i i'm not saying i work in a super pc environment um but however it's one of those environments where it's it's very inclusive, so you never know who's listening. You know what I mean? I feel you, yeah. So. Well, and I know for me, speaking from the, the feminine perspective here, which is not terribly feminine. Oh, the only, first time I saw Danny in a dress was at my wedding. And this was after knowing her for like like eight or seven or eight years already. True right, story. Yeah. True story. I have to, I have to segue then, just because you brought that up, because it was too funny. The best reaction I got at that wedding, because I, I was expecting stunned reactions in certain areas <laughs> because I, I'm around dozens of people. You got nothing have, but because you were the only female in the man cave. That's, <laughs> that's true. But these are all people that have known me for years. These are all men that have known me for years who have right. never seen me in a dress because I don't wear them. And the best reaction I got was probably right before the ceremony when the guys were ready, including myself, the guys were ready probably like, what, a half hour, hour before the bridal party was done. So we were all just walking around oh, yeah. mingling with the guests that were coming. Because we had alcohol right, and then yeah. we went trolling for more alcohol. Oh, yeah. 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 The best reaction I got was from your dad. I saw him by the oh, door. Yeah. I saw him by the door talking to someone. Yeah. So I, I just had to walk over and I tapped him on the shoulder trying not to be rude. He turns around. I can't even explain the look he gave Dude, me. Dude, he shot those bug-eyed. eyes up, down, oh up, down, God. up, down, and then, left, and right. And then the words that come out of his mouth, he looks at me and he goes, oh my God, you look like a girl. <laughs> oh, I remember. I was there for that comment. Yeah, I remember that was, that. You, was were, you we helped were all... me zip up my dress. I I did. And I, I remember when I came I, out of that bathroom, I was like, don't you dare laugh. I, helped, I will I, slug you if you I help. <laughs> I <laughs> this is turning you. into a shout fest. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was, yeah. was going to Yeah, you, good point. <laughs> like, we do that. We do that. We do that. We do that. It'll break out in this from time to time. I'll try to reel it back in. Ugh. That, let me tell you, like, just a segue. Like, that, that is what's hard about these mics. That's like three like, segues these, so far. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> touche, touche. As we do, as we do. Stay, stay with us here. It's a Lazy Susan. Eventually, a lazy it will, Susan. Come, it will back come back around. around. <laughs> like, I love these mics. These mics do wonders. But, like, recording podcasts has made me realize how important having, like, a sound engineer is oh. on podcasts. Oh, yeah. Like, sit there and level out the sounds like that and shit. Yeah. Because, like... Like every single time, like I'm listening back to podcasts and like people are yelling and stuff. I'm like, fuck. But you don't, <laughs> but you don't want to tell people like don't get excited, you yeah. know. Yeah. So that's why, like, like you no, obviously you guys at home can't see, but I'm constantly like moving back and forth <laughs> in my chair, trying to like since, level the sound. Since we've been doing this, I, I I used to just tune out the morning shows on the radio down here, but now I listen to them. I've been picking up techniques from these guys, and I've realized there is a system 
to being a voice on the radio. Yes, oh, for sure. Man. So it's funny you say that. So recently, so I'm still, one thing, like, even when I went to film school, right, like, mm. my least favorite thing to do was sound shit. Whether it was recording sound, leveling sound, anything with sound, I wanted nothing to do with. I remember I just that. You used it. to bitch about it I hated constantly. it. Especially and soundboards. Those yes. are the worst. So yeah. now that oh, I'm... Oh, yeah. Well, we had to deal with those. Right. And crew. Yeah. Well, oh, so, so now that I'm fucking with sound, like, I'm still running into a lot of snags where I'm just like fuck this shit so like right now I actually have to go back and like re-import all the podcasts to get them like the right level because if I'll try to listen to them through my headphones or my or my car and the level's like really low right mm -hmm. so it's just a bunch of bullshit like that but like what you were saying Vince about like learning like after listening to radio shows about kind of the art of doing like yes. a podcast or like just a radio show I've been forced to go back and listen to certain parts of like episode one of the Hardly Millennial podcast. I mean, we're on episode like I think this is episode ninety eight at this point, right? Nice. And I'm we going to save this for one hundred. Oh, oh no, no, don't worry. I got something special for one hundred. Oh, so Ooh. all we'll <laughs> talk about that later. Yeah, okay. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. So Let's then. So then when uh, I was going back and listening to like episode one of the podcast, I found myself like the way I was opening the podcast was just like, hello, guys, welcome to the Hardly Millennial podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there in this coffee shop as I'm listening to these podcasts going, be more excited. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Where's your passion? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah you no. know, like it's I. It's that's been the coolest part about doing this though is seeing just how it's evolved oh, dude, through the time. No, For seriously, sure. and doing this uh, like like even if even if just people are out there kind of mindlessly you know listening to this, uh, for for us this for some of us this is a great release. Because I don't know yes. about you guys, but I internalize as a husband and a father mm -hmm. and an employee in a, a somewhat respectable company. Right. I have to watch my mouth. Now, anyone who knows me, as I usually state in every podcast, knows <laughs> that I am not usually the kind of person to hold back or watch my mouth in given circumstances. But I've had to learn some restraint. Right. And that came when my daughter <laughs> looked at me one day and said, fucking... <laughs> and I was like, "Wow!" Oh, that's the wow. proudest moment as a parent, right oh, there. Oh God, I a part of me went, "Oh no," <laughs> but no, I, I I've had to dial it back quite a bit. So doing this has been an excellent release. I will say ju just communication in general. I too. will say it has become that with me since we started doing these podcasts once a week instead of every day. Yeah, because once a week. It's fun. Throughout the week, you yes. get stuff to talk about. Exactly. You get time yeah. to write things down. Mm -hmm. Every day, you're just grinding. Well, and that's what ended up happening. And, like, you know, Matthew and I found ourselves so many times just trying to fill the hour, you know? But we were just really set on being like, we just want to be those guys that do a, that are able to do a podcast a day. Yeah. And it wasn't until we got to, I think it was, like, episode 93, whatever episode is called Gibberish, right? Yeah. That to one, where, like, yeah. did you listen to that? I did. Yeah. We talked about it on yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was, I don't know if you listened to it, Danny. I didn't. Oh, but like, I haven't been able to listen to it. It started strong yeah. and then just. But like, oh, so this was oh, the, okay. so usually we always try to keep the podcast between 50 minutes and an hour. Uh -huh. And this one we actually stopped at 45 minutes. And Danny, literally the last five minutes was us literally speaking gibberish. Yeah. 
literally we literally ran out of everything to talk about Mm -hmm. and just being like so what does your gibberish sound like when when you're speaking gibberish you you mean the literal sense i was gonna say like it sounded like people were speaking in tongues yes (laughs) yes they spoke in tongues for the last yes i was okay no and now i i when i ever i have a free moment the, I'm usually painting and building Warhammer figurines because I'm a huge fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the biggest fucking nerd I know. Uh, I, I know a lot of nerds too, so that's saying something. Hey, if but, it makes you feel any better, everyone thinks I'm a dork because I read. Like that's I, my pastime. <laughs> I actually still fucking read, and not not on my Kindle, not on. I mean, I have one, but no. <laughs> usually, it's a solid actual book. I still go to like half price books, and I you still have a, have a fucking Barnes and Nobles. You, mm-hmm. you know, and it's funny because people are like, "Wait, you read oh, actual books? I'm, like it's weird enough that you read, but you read actual books." I'm right. listening to this podcast while painting one night, and then it just sort of dropped off at one. point point and then it turned into literally like like at one point i had kind of lost focus and then yeah what does your gibberish sound like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well and at that and i had to stop and just look over and i'm like oh my god this is why it's called gibberish right now <laughs> yes. they have lost their the title well, suddenly makes sense yes well yeah. and ben we had already dismantled and i had already discussed before that about turning the podcast into just a weekly thing mm-hmm. but at that point we were just like we just want to push to 100 we want to be able to say we did a hundred podcasts in a hundred days yeah but after that episode like literally after we were done with it matthew and i were out like in the living room talking and i was like i would rather us stop now and make it a weekly podcast instead of pushing for seven more like bullshit podcasts well too and the, and the problem you've got going with that really i mean it's not a problem don't get me wrong that was the wrong word to use but when you're doing a pot or a podcast hello of this style, uh-huh. you're—I mean, this is very potluck. You know, we're just kind of yeah, coming in yeah, and we're yeah. talking about what whatever the hell we might have heard. Well, here and that's, there, funny stories like what we're doing right now. And this is your first podcast, but it's it was used to be very different. So Matthew and I, we used to actually, and any guests that I would have on. I know, you had a specific used, topic. Yeah, we would, I remember, well, not, I've listened. Well, not only a topic, but we would sit there for like an hour beforehand with a notepad. Oh, okay. Going through bullet points of like, okay, we want to talk about this and this and this. But what ends up happening when you do that is it doesn't leave room to have kind of the fun that we're having now. Yeah. Because you're trying to hit all the points. Well, see, and and all I'm saying though is when when you're doing when you're doing it every day, you uh-huh. have to go through it systematically in that sense. Now you gotta you gotta give yourself a little bit of leeway. Yes. Like if we only end up hitting two bullet points because we take too many detours off the main topic, well then the other bullet points will be stories for another day. Right. But really, like it's it's impossible to not do that unless you because have a it's podcast fixated that, in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Un- unless it is solely a podcast that's dedicated to news and current events. Exactly. What the hell are you going to talk about exactly. every day? Adam. What's up? I've just realized something. Oh, God. What did you realize, Vince? We didn't include Danny on a ritual of ours that we do every time we do a podcast. This is a ritual you stopped doing some time oh, ago. Oh, that's... So it's Ladies not, and gentlemen, so I want to I I get you a little behind the scenes tonight. So, oh. so really quick, though. Really quick you before you tell Danny them, though. You guys, this yeah. could well, be scary. Yes. It <laughs> but it, so it's not that... 
So like that is Matthew's thing, right? Okay. So it's not that I don't like doing it. It's just if Matthew's not on the podcast, I always forget to oh. do it. Okay. Is what ends up happening. I personally <laughs> fucking love it. It's right up my alley. Go it's for it. Totally tell, tell, her, All right. tell her. what no, it is. No, we're gonna do it. Okay, we're, we're gonna, gonna do it right here, right it. now. Okay. You might want to move a little gonna, away. You gotta cue me in on what's yeah. going on. Adam, a picture. Adam, his finger hovering above the start button, ready to hit record looks me dead in the eye and goes, this is just a little thing we do before we start the podcast. Now you're going to say it with me three times, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to start the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And he goes, you're going to say, eat what you kill. <laughs> three times. <laughs> yep. And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> so three times, let's do it. Ready? One, two, three. Eat what you kill. Eat what you kill. Eat what you kill. The wow. podcast has begun. The podcast right. so. begins. Now it's official. Yeah. Now it's official. <laughs> the last 20 official. minutes was gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you heard nothing for the last several minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode <laughs> of the How to Be Millennial. <laughs> stop it, Adam. Just stop if, it. if it's feeling redundant at this point, it's not just you. <laughs> like, she, like she said earlier, Lazy Susan. Yes. Lazy Susan. <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, because we're back to PC culture for just a second, so I can finish oh, my one Full circle. That happens. Uh, we told you it works. We'll um, announce it every time it happens. Yes. <laughs> if we don't, well, comment below. We literally below. will not forget. It's just yeah. a question of which one of us is going to bring it up. Yes. Um. But but no. Back back to that. I remember actually your your phase of, of deer and darling, and I remember deer. Oh, that's still a thing. I know. I'm still in that phase. Deer, deer never really got me, and to be quite honest, I think the only reason for that is just because it's such an old and common term of endearment. Well, that's what I always that thought, a lot too. Of the that's time, why I never like, thought like anything Women just it. think of it as very common for that. I do remember, though, <laughs> I vividly recall the first time you called me darling. And I want to say, I can't remember if you were here or if you were living in California at the time, but we were on the phone. Has it been, have I been doing that for years? Yes. Is that like a, like oh, a thing yeah. I've been doing for and years And I, re- like I said, I remember that because that struck me. I was like, why are you calling me darling? I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but right. is something changed here that I'm not aware yeah. of, Adam? Because the last I knew... I, I literally have no clue how it started either. I just like... I know, because I asked old, you that, and you were like, I just but, call everyone that. But I'm like, I, okay. But I do know, I, I do know that you were actually the first one I started to refer to as darling. Oh, really? And then it just kind of branched off. And, and it was actually Chris was the first one that brought up to me because I used to call his girlfriend darling a lot. I'd be like, yeah. hey, how you doing, darling? Whatever. And Chris used to tell me, he goes, you're the only guy I will ever like get away with calling my girlfriend darling. Yeah. And I never realized like people felt that way about it, but people do. If that's true, you know? by the way, you just admitted that you lied to me on the phone that day because when I asked you, you were what? like, I just call everyone that now. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I think I was like just starting to like get in. Well, what I meant. So if I was the first, you weren't calling well, no, no, everyone no. that. Well, you know not what, yet. Well, no, no. Where you, you know where like it really first started was because that's like I hated calling people at work, ma'am. I hated referring uh, to women as ma'am. That's, that's now my replacement word. No. Yes, ma'am. Oh, so that, see, I hated doing that. So I, I always felt dear and darling was. <laughs> I don't know Sorry. if you guys could hear that, but Justin's, <laughs> Justin's singing opera in our living room. No, no, he, no, that, singing, that was, I can see clearly. Yeah, now I was about to, I was, was about to singing. continue. Is that, that what that was? And it was fantastic. That was beautiful. <laughs> but um, but no, and see that that's funny. Even that you guys say that that's your replacement that you didn't like doing that because may, maybe it's just because I was raised by the psycho marine. But right. man, <laughs> oh man, the second I got out into the living world, it was yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Every time I was addressing mm-hmm. someone, especially <clears> at work. Right. Like out in 
in public was one thing. I would do it to be polite. You know, like if someone held the door open when I was yeah, walking. Yeah, yeah, in. of course. Thank you, sir. But no, at work, anytime it's like, Danny, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Like, no, my, my straight dad, military My dad style. being the psycho truck driver ex-con, he very much made sure that I was saying yes, sir, and ma'am to, to people well before, you know. Well, absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, you guys know I do the same with my son. I mean, oh, that's yeah. how I was brought well, up, and I find it very I, respectful. So my son knows it's yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Danny he has can... her boy well, well <laughs> with. Let me tell you what. that Talk about a well-behaved young man. Yes. <laughs> well, Danny I think, does not play. I think what ended up happening to me where the switch happened was I just remember hearing multiple times that – like, especially, like, middle-aged to older women did not like being called ma'am because it made them, f- like, feel old. Oh, get over is it. Is what it was. Well, and that's your mentality, but when you work in Los Angeles and you deal with a lot of bougie and posh women, like, a lot of them didn't want to be called ma'am. Again, yeah. I'm, so not, I'm not the I, feminine voice here. Do not mistake yourself. And, you know, that. and then I started to realize, <laughs> like, oh, well, I do a lot better selling shoes when, <laughs> when, these, old, when these older women are, like, have this young good-looking man helping them out and are like, like, let me go get that for you, darling. Like, oh, okay, no, 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 no. That's completely Jesus. different. That <laughs> has that has nothing to do with, okay, the, the man is making them feel old and you are feel, that just gives them the impression of flirtation, which is just well, making them fine. feel extraordinarily gratified. Exactly. The more right. you do that, the more shoes you will sell. Because let me tell you, any, any lady pushing 50... Oh, See, oh, they want that validation. Right. That, that is how I learned was through example, was mm-hmm. to call people hun and darling. Because my dad, while he was very rigorous about, you know, how, what his kids said, right. he was always about do as I say, not as I do. Right. Uh, so That's we, every parent. We'd go, we'd go <laughs> to restaurants and stuff, and we'd sit down, and we'd have a waitress who would seem to be having a rough day, and he would drop a hun or a darling in there. And let me tell you what, my dad's coffee never ran dry. Mm-hmm. I would watch this happen. That woman would be at his table with a smile every second, pouring coffee. My dad could just lean his cup out and not look, and just whoosh, coffee would magically so, appear. So it's funny. So there's this um, – so I, as people know, I, I work at a coffee shop, and there was this woman that came in one time. and Well, not one time. She, she's a regular. She comes in every day, right? Mm-hmm. But this was around the time when I first started working for this coffee shop. And I remember one day she came in – and this is like this like short, ugly, middle-aged, weird woman, right? And she came in and she goes... Better hope she's not a regular. Right, I was about podcast. to say, hopefully she's not a fan. I promise you she's not. If you are, and leave like, a nasty comment down below. I don't work for the coffee shop anymore, so I don't give a fuck. Oh. And don't and, forget to ring the bell. Yeah. So, but I remember like I turned, she walked in and I turned and I go, what can I get for you today, darling? And she paused and she goes... I'm not your darling. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, like, first of all, bitch. (laughs) Like, 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 trust me, I don't want you to be my darling. I'm trying to be fucking nice, okay? Second of all, I was raised being told that that was a term of endearment. If you don't want that, I'll gladly call you cunt every time you come in if you want. Like, fuck you. Like, don't worry, I'll call you ma'am like the old fucking bitch you are. Like, oh, oh, I was so angry about that. Oh my God. Jesus, sorry. Sorry for my language. Maybe she was just raised in that kind of environment (laughs) that some of us unfortunately grew up in where deer 
was something to be terrified of. I don't of. give a and, fuck. And I'm a barista. Deer was, I'm a fucking honey, barista. Deer was something like, to be terrified uh, of, and cunt was the term of endearment. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you imagine if cunt was a term of endearment? It was to my no, older no, brother. No, let me tell you what. Oh, that God. was all he ever what? called me. In some countries it is, so. <laughs> <laughs> some countries they call everything. Oh my gosh. It just, it bothered me so much that day. I'm like, trust me. I'm I'm not coming on to you. <laughs> like, oh, I dude. promise you I'm not coming on to you. Have you seen me? You think you're the one I'm Oh after? my God. That reminds me of a story that I have to tell just because I haven't told either of it to you yet. Same. Why the Ooh. hell did I do it? We got a fresh one on Let's the table. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, do so, it. I'm sorry. That was just... And mind you, was... we've done this circle many times. <laughs> oh, it's yes. always nice when there's fresh materials. We so. could do this all night. But so literally, this just happened. So it was like two weeks ago. I had to take my dad in, right? He was having like uh -huh. his third surgery on his toe. Right. And I get there at 8.30 in the morning just when he told me to. And this nice little lady behind the counter tells me that his appointment or his surgery got pushed back to 10. He was actually supposed to be going in at 8.30. Okay. Um, so come to find out, his surgeon, his, his surgeon's doctor's office had completely forgotten to turn in any of the paperwork for the surgery to the surgical center. So wow. he wasn't on the schedule. They had no idea who was coming. Right. But the surgeon already has the room time schedule. They're, you know, so they're trying to cram all this in. So I get back there and he's got a nurse and the anesthesiologist just running circles around him, trying to get him prepped right. and ready to get back to the OR as fast as they can when the doctor's ready. <laughs> and too, because the anesthesiologist had another procedure he had to go to. Right. So you're just running around. I just, you know, I went back there, I gave him a hug and I, I sat down next to him and we're just sitting there talking and the nurse and anesthesiologist are running around. Then the nurse stops and he's like, all right, we're going to make sure we got everything taken care of here. Name, date of birth, you know, just starts rattling off the list of shit they have to check on the little band and whatnot. Right to get him back into the surgical room. And then he stops, apparently just noticing that I was sitting there, and goes, and this would be the significant other? Oh, shit. And my dad goes, no, that's oh, my, man. that's my daughter. Oh. And the anesthesiologist goes, well, that's significant. And I went, that's significant. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 I gotta give this doctor no, mad no, 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 props. No. Because I... he threw an air ball and then tr tr totally tried to disown it. Oh, like, oh no, I stopped. I was I was like, I'm honestly a little offended. Dad, apparently you've got game, but you think <laughs> this old man is the best I can do? Damn. Damn. And no, the nurse goes, Damn. I didn't say that. The anesthesiologist goes, I didn't say that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, really quick. I just have to say. I told that story to a friend that, on the phone, by the way, in the waiting room. Some guy overheard it, laughed his ass off. I just have, <laughs> I just have to say we're, we're peaking in sound a little bit, oh. which means that will sound muffled. So just, you know, just like try to back up when we yell or whatnot, you know? Sorry, yeah, guys. when like, you yell, you guys. <laughs> that's the only volume we have. I know. I know. I'm no, sorry. I'm Adam, new with okay, this. Okay, here, here's the formula. <laughs> After 12 years, I've got it pegged. No, no, check this out. Adam will make a wild claim. Danny will have something to refute it with. Uh -huh. Adam will boldly and loudly exclaim to the contrary in defense of his own point. <laughs> Danny will refute at the same volume, <laughs> at the same decibel level. And it goes back and forth like this for about 45 seconds. Yes. And then, and then Vince laughs. It's very and much like a tennis match. Like, who's grunting no, louder seriously. at the end? It's like, Adam Denny, thirty love. Like, <laughs> it's, it's insane, dude. Well, really quick, I have to pee, so I'll be right Ooh. back. Oh, pee do break. What you guys oh, I do. see how it is. You can't just use a water bottle like an American. 
Not in my bedroom. <laughs> it's your bedroom. <laughs> Oh, I know what I smell like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, it's just you and me, Danny. That's actually doing? probably a good thing he went to the bathroom. I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know where he's been. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and not to mention by the state of this room, you can only imagine <laughs> that his statement about him smelling bad is, is true. He does, he's got to get himself a girlfriend. <laughs> oh my God. No, no. She, she would make this place so acoustically unsound. It would be ridiculous. That's no. kind of true. She'd have a problem with all the padding, I guess. Oh, the there walls. used to be more. No, if you turn around, there is a stack about three feet high right the, there. And the crates. Yeah. Those used to be all Dude, over the that walls. That right there. It's so funny to actually sit here and be doing this when I I think about that those fucking egg crates yeah. to put up against the wall for soundproofing do oh you know no, no no do you know how long ago he started saving that shit to soundproof his room to eventually do like a video or a podcast or something along those lines when he was living at my house like Which, six years ago okay i was just about to say for the for the listeners yeah that's, uh, that was quite a while ago so okay it wasn't is... actually six why it was like just turned four so so it was like four or five years ago give or take okay give or take but still like that's how long ago it was and then too did you guys ever actually tell anybody during the course of this podcast that this concept was actually conceived right in my backyard i, I mean what it is now is a completely evolved i, I but... think we've we've covered it on a basic level like uh, you know me and friends we always talked about doing a podcast or something like that well, but. no, we, we talked about once, by the way, I'm back, guys. Um, we talked, we, <laughs> FYI, we, for anyone who didn't recognize the voice. So Speaking we, of porches, that, that, is, that should be the first subject that we really cover is the porch stories. The porch, okay. The Tuesday, first we'll come subject? back to those. Everyone's we'll come back porch. To those. Everyone's we'll, porch, but yeah. yeah. We'll, that we'll implies we haven't stories. covered a subject at all as of yet. Well, We've covered many subjects, but in a non-sequential order. Yes. So. But in regards to like the conversations we've had on the pod uh, about doing a podcast before, is I remember we discussed once about doing like really just getting together and we we talked about getting one microphone right and setting it in the middle. Yeah. No, 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 no. it wasn't a microphone. We uh, the original the idea was a camera. The camera. We were gonna That's get a camera, right. set That's it right. up on a tripod because it was Friday night hangouts at my house, which. Mm-hmm. Inevitably meant we were all out in the backyard smoking yes. in a circle, yeah. just yes. talking. And, and we, we uh, I think it was Justin actually who first said, "Wouldn't it be fun to just get a camcorder and put it on a tripod and just let it run in a circle all night while we had these conversations?" Yes, for sure. I, I think, think you're right. I think that was also kind of the inspiration for uh, one of the videos. We, we okay, me, Adam, and Danny. Uh, back in our teen years, we were quite the little uh, filmmakers. Oh shit! We made some oh, uh, some short films. Like you wouldn't believe no, it. No, but... no, 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 no. No, we we made we made short skits, which turned into trailers. I was gonna say which eventually even... turned into full fledged yeah. scripts somewhere that Adam there. is writing like right okay, now. Somewhere so, out there on YouTube land. So because you brought that up, I actually I actually did want to touch on that. So yeah, so we actually came up with we we all came up with a story and then we decided to do like a mock trailer of this story that we came up with. I don't even remember with. it being a story. It was I... a story. So it started as a porch conversation and it was like a story we full-fledged and made like a, tra- a fake trailer No, I remember of. the fake trailer, but if I recalled correctly, and I, I could be wrong, I but again, that, I'm the only the one dodge... who didn't invite... You had the Dodge oh truck. My yes. Oh, no, no. I tried okay. to hit you with so the tank. We... Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang hold on. on. Let's, let's start from the beginning. Let's keep, let's keep okay. people if, on track. If I recall correctly, what it was was like most of our days, started out on the porch. We were all just sitting there smoking, talking. And I remember you just saying, why don't we just get out my 
fucking video camera and start shooting some random ass shit. And we ended up doing these very dramatic okay, I dialogues. Think you're right. I think you're right. And yeah. that inspired, okay, when we got like these dramatic dialogues, that eventually inspired a fight scene. Yeah. Yes. Between yeah. you two. And then that, that inspired great. me trying to hit you with the tank. Yes. <laughs> Which I think I did, actually. No, so, no, no, no. Yeah. That was the beautiful thing. You didn't hit me with the tank. I thought I clipped your so foot. We <laughs> oh, I was driving the tank. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I you was were filming, filming that. You were filming. We filmed an action sequence, <laughs> so we'll call it, for this mock trailer that we did, where I did all my own stunts. Um, this so, action scene, FYI, was filmed in a Target parking lot. No, it was not. It was filmed in El Pollo Loco. Parking lot over by Harkins Theater. Which is right next to a Target. It's like across the highway, but regardless, <laughs> anyway, it's a good distance, actually. It's a, if you're walking, it's a ways. But anyway, El Pollo Loco parking lot. Um, the, the scene is I'm supposed to jump out of the way of Danny's, uh, it was a Bronco, yes? No, no, it was a Chevy S10 Blazer. Chevy S10 Blazer that we dubbed the tank. SUV, not not it a was pickup a truck, big SUV. Tan beast of a vehicle. Yeah. But anyway, so this vehicle was supposed to drive at me and Adam at first was like, "Yeah, man, I'll just stop it or something. We'll edit like some footage of me <laughs> yeah. driving and you jumping." And I'm like, "No. No. <laughs> no. We're doing this one fucking take. I'm dodging a car." And you're like, "Fuck yeah." Like, "Yeah, let's fucking do it." And I'm like, "Yeah, let's fucking do it." And Danny's like, "This is not a good idea." <laughs> Literally, I had like the camcorder in one hand and my cell phone in the other with 911 prep just in case because I was like, oh, this no, isn't gonna no. go well. And I did, I did. My I was like, no. ass jumped out of the way, we're dude. We're breaking a yep. bone. Like, oh. there's no way we get out of this yep. without injuries. Up and well, we did. I went. I was like, all right. I, oh, I even told man. this beforehand. I was like, all right, dude. I'm, I'm literally just gonna go straight <laughs> for you. Yep. And you were yep. like, all right. Yep. And you did. You jumped out of the way. I remember too. He telling you it was like the only thing. Don't veer. Don't veer toward yeah, me. Just yeah, go straight. Yes. Just keep if going. If you go straight, I can Trust, get out of the way. Don't veer. Trust yeah. me to move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you didn't. You didn't. It was great. Oh, yeah. God. But, I remember um, watching that, too. It was, like, closer. Oh, closer. God. Vince There moved. had to have been Vince three moved. feet. Son had of a bitch, will you please? <laughs> had to have been at least three feet. You, it but was, what it I, was close enough to make my heart skip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I loved about this. We were about to commit manslaughter I had lost sight of the grill of the Bronco before I moved. So I was at least three feet what what i do love about uh this particular night we had and why regardless of whatever happens to like us in the future like why you guys will always hold a special place in my heart you know and like especially because of this night <laughs> is because like i have like like the little story that we came up because of that trailer that we hashed out I have developed over like 12 years oh, now oh yeah yeah and no. it's been like it's one of those yeah. like like this I don't been for me, yeah like, well yeah. it's like I don't necessarily plan on being uh Maybe maybe plans the wrong word, but it's like I don't like suspect me being like this big famous like Spielberg like director you don't at have this point. Of grandeur. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But I have been working on this script for twelve years. <laughs> I've been working on this story for twelve years. In my drawer right now, <laughs> I have mountains and mountains of notes. Of like in like mock scripts and everything I've done, like to where like one day I will make this film, and it's going to be 
fucking epic. It's something I'm so passionate about to where like I will fucking kill myself if I end You'll up. You'll be a one-hit wonder. You'll be like T. H. Helton, yeah. one masterpiece, Adam, one opus, yes. and then gone. In case I already, haven't already made this inherently clear, mm-hmm. if you have a camera and a script, I'm fucking there to shoot. Because let me tell you what. <laughs> Adam is the one who single-handedly got me into the world of, of film. Of yeah. film. <laughs> film and acting. I, I've done some minor stuff. Nothing. I, I don't have an IMDb or anything like that. I've been in a lot of independent shit, though. Most right. of it, Adams. It is. <laughs> most of it, yeah, most of it. But others was like, hey, you know, um, I told my friend who's directing a film for a project about you, you want to do this project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I don't need to see a script. Fucking, you know. Yeah, put yeah. me in there. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and let, let me just say, too, I might add, when he says that he has worked with Adam on film shit, Adam does not fuck around when it comes to any of his film shit. You no, could probably no, be a professional no, no. at this point, given the grueling... God, no, I remember those one, those fucking lot. skits that we had to do for one of your film projects. Yes. And yeah, your yeah, yeah. mom was watching Wyatt. He was still a baby at the time. Yeah. And your mom was watching Wyatt... And we, oh my God, we were up until like two o'clock in the morning. I was at your house at like 5 p.m. We were up until two o'clock in the morning. All because this asshole and the (laughs) cinematographer couldn't agree on the correct lighting for the scene we were supposed to be doing. Check this out. So um, I was, one of the times that Adam told a friend uh, who needed somebody for a film they were doing, it was a day tripper, I believe it was. At the t- yeah, day tripper. Yeah. yeah, I remember so, that. You that's on your IMDb. Man, that one. Yeah, that one's on. Adam, there. you told me that it was an acting job and it was going to be really easy, but what it ended up being, I totally did not expect. It was yeah, it was it was okay. a crazy experience. Let me break this down for you, and I can tell you why actors in Hollywood get very full of themselves. Here was my life for a few days. <laughs> Show up on set early morning. I was there on time every goddamn day. Why is that? Because I carpooled with Adam. And he- <laughs> <laughs> Film, so he better be there on time, damn it. <laughs> so I'd show up there every day early. We'd get everything set up. I was an actor, so my job was hit the crafts table and sit in the hot tub. Yes. That was my job until I was fucking needed. Like, yeah. it was great. I'm sitting in this veritable mansion, like... I'm trailer trash, like, at this point. Right. I am I am a trailer trash scumbag. Like, what am I doing in this place? Like, that, that, that song, I've mentioned it before, comes to mind, the, what if one day you wake up in a beautiful house? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. And that, that song's going, and the day's coming, <laughs> and the Maybe yeah. that's why I never became a professional actress, because in my experience well, with you, it was me sitting at your fucking dining room table <laughs> for six hours with Chris, trying to make random chit-chat, no. beating our heads against the table, me, waiting right. for this me, to get rolling. Me, Adam, and Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Me, Adam, and Kyle. We'd hang out at Kyle's dad's house out in AJ, and Adam would bring his digital camera. We'd go, me and Adam would go out in the backyard and smoke cigarettes. Kyle didn't really do anything. That was so. eternal, though. That digital camera was attached oh, to that his thing hip. was a beast, It was though. at the time, yeah. But, For like three years. So we would we would go, okay, we're going to film shit tonight. Script, no. Plot, maybe. Footage, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we would just start filming shit. And as we'd film a, like a couple of scenes and go, okay, now here's where we're going to take our characters from here. What if moments before they were doing this? Yes. And we'd film that shit. And we would just look at this clock on the wall and we would just watch. It, it, we'd start at like 8 p.m., 
and we It'd would be like finish, 3 a.m. No, yeah. you oh remember the oh, one well, time? There was a few times we went. A couple fucking, times. Yeah, like 12, we, 13 to 14 hours. We said Dude. the magic words, oh, the sun's out. Not even necessarily oh, with with filming in general, but I remember that night, the night we were talking about with the with the tank and the trailer. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I Just recall correctly, alone, yeah. we went home. Or well, okay, home being Vince's house. We went back to her house. We <laughs> sat out on the yep. pat- that was home. We lived yeah, there. We lived there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I woke up some mornings and they were just already out on my porch. And it was just sort of like, oh hey guys, what's yeah. up? And my dad would come home from wherever and be like, oh hey, what's going They're on? They're over. Yeah. Uh, but They're, yeah, I remember. I remember just going going back to the house after we got done filming all of that shit. Actually, I think we hit the roller coaster first, and then we went back to the house, sat down, <laughs> just watched all of these clips, was yeah. talking about all the different things we were gonna do with these clips, <laughs> sitting there chain smoking cigarettes as we're oh, talking yeah. about these clips, and One before you know it, other. we well, said those magical words. We were like, "Is that the sun coming up?" Yeah, the sun's up. Well, oh, wow. and it, so <laughs> so it's funny because um, it's funny with you guys telling these stories because I've been kind of out of the film game for a few years now, you know? And because of how, like, versed I am in, you know, filming... I won't say, like, versed, but this more versed than, like, your regular... I, I've done, done a lot. Far I've done more worse than the average jackass yeah, reads up on film. Yeah, I've done a lot. So Give yourself credit. But, well, <laughs> but, that, but that's just it. There were things that I didn't realize that... Okay, perfect example. So when I first started doing the Hardly Millennial stuff with Matthew, one of the first things we did was our first update video. Yeah, yeah. You know? And Matthew was under the impression that this update video was going to be like, all right, it's going to take us like maybe an hour to like (laughs) shoot it or whatnot. And it ended up taking us 12 hours to do it. Well, yeah, he didn't know who the hell he was dealing with. Well, regardless (laughs) of like who he was doing with, just like what it takes to like light a scene. What like the different takes you have to do. No, no, no. See, he didn't necessarily know that those things were not a part of this. Right. He didn't think you were actually going to care enough to do it. Well, and then. Hence why I said he didn't know who he was dealing with. One thing, one comment he made to me once was like, so Matthew for a little bit was doing like his own show, right? That Mm. he was doing, uh, like where he was filming the footage and everything for it and I was just editing it. Yeah. And. I remember the the after the first day that he did it, he shot it in this room with the three soft lights that I have in here right now, and he was telling me he goes, I like goes, I ended up having more respect for you with like doing the lighting and stuff because it would take you like ten minutes and you would have the lights set up to where I kept having to fiddle with them for like two hours to get like the right lighting set up. Yeah. And it were like little moments like that where I really didn't realize how much I retained of like the film shit or like how in depth yeah. or like how not yeah. obvious it is to your average person who like doesn't do that kind of shit at all. Like I said, cuz to me it's just very obvious shit, you know. But it's fun dude. Like I'm I'm hoping to get back into it and stuff, but my biggest thing with filmmaking is I love to write, but my the thing I love the most is I love writing with other people. Okay. Like I can I can write oh. stuff myself. You and I need to have a sit down because oh, we I've, do. been, I've had we the do. writing bug like crazy. We do. You know, because the thing is I can make the films Actually, and I can idea. make them great. I have an idea but... that I want to talk to you about. And it's it's a passion project that I've been kind of sitting on for a little while now. Okay, we'll yeah. have to get together soon. Yeah. We'll have to get together soon. Because I do want to get back into it. But it's just one of those, like, one thing I've realized about myself is I'm very good 
about I'm not so much good about writing my own stories. I have gems here and there of stuff that I've written just by myself, but for the most part, I do much better when it's like like you were just saying Vince you know like yeah like yeah. I have an yeah. idea you tell me the idea and then I'm able to go okay here's how we take that idea and here's how we make it 10 times better see see and, 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 and I'm down to get in on this too because I might add in all the times that we have had these collaborative sessions so to speak uh-huh. it is usually you two who are masterminding this script and me just sitting here listening or story whatever you know right. it, it happens and to be when Danny, and then when all Danny of a sudden interjects. I will just pop up with a random ass thought that I had about something they were saying and I don't know exactly how it happens or why it might just be why we're such good friends but these two will go that is a yeah. great yes. fucking idea when, Danny, why didn't I think of that whenever yes. Danny interjected on our brainstorming uh, sessions it was always with some always gems. stroke always of gems. lightning yeah mm-hmm. I never crazy. said much but yeah yeah no, and, and that's what I was trying to that's what the point I was trying to get at though is like if, if you're writing something by yourself, mm-hmm. it's one thing. If you have your full heart and your full soul into it. Right. But if you want to make it great and if you want to make it perfect, you have to have other eyes on it. Yes. Well, and vice versa, too. Like, where I'm able to take other people's ideas and really expand on it and make it better. The same thing happens the other way around. Where, like, I'll yes. have these base ideas yes. and then I'll run it by Vince. And then Vince will go, okay, here's how we make that and expand on yeah. it. Yeah. See, you I know? think I'm really good at dialing the two of you back too because i think so i i'm far less of a of a performer or a writer and much more of a critiquer and and for for me the criticism doesn't come from trying to shit on what anyone is trying to do but you you are but it comes with the objective i like pin in the balloon dialogue you are dialogue is a perfect example i can't tell you how many movies i watch where there is just so much shit that is said that shouldn't be said. Yes. It should be filled with a look. It a should lot be of filled, exposition. They fill in the expletives. And it drives Danny, me out of my fucking Danny. mind. And see, sometimes when people on, are writing, Danny, 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 they have a tendency Danny, to do that. Danny, 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 this is why we're friends. You want to know why? <laughs> <laughs> because that is the exact fucking point of the story that I want to talk to Adam about. Ah, that is the exact ah. fucking point. See, well, that was then, 10 years worth of our telepathy. I am well, so and, tired of cinematic dialogue that is cheesy, yes. trite, overused, oh. non-situational, well, non-practical. And going back to the collaboration thing, I mean, like what we were talking about earlier about like this Prashen project I've been working on for 12 years, mm. you know, it's like I, I needed the brainstorming shit that we had at the beginning. Yeah. And once I had that foundation, that base. We did base, a lot of brainstorming yes. on this one. But like, I was what able I to expand from it from there. Yeah. But the problem is sometimes I have issues with just that, the foundation. God, and I even remember that because I remember mm-hmm. when you were in you were working in California at the time and shit you might have even been out in the desert at the time Adam and you we have to... would have conversations over the phone about it yes. like yeah. I, I was asking you like where is it going what have you done and then yeah. I was throwing in ideas <laughs> yeah but uh, I, I I totally lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, sorry. well really quick so uh, one thing uh, you guys will learn about me as we're doing these weekly podcasts is I have an insanely small bladder so I'm going <laughs> to go pee again you guys have fun well that's okay considering Ooh, Vince keep, just lost his train of thought keep track of the comments below oh but one thing I was saying but you're going <laughs> pee so I'll say it to everybody here after he's left the room oh. one thing you have to remember about projects though especially really passionate ones is 
the the old adage might be cliche these days, but Rome wasn't built in a day. Absolutely. You have to remember that movies like Star Wars, while they're great and almost perfect in their initial execution, went through a very, very heavy rough drafting drafting process by a lot of different people. See, and that's one of the reasons I always love talking about it with him. Like, even even when he was in California working on it, and it was still just in its conception. Like, I mean, you've seen it. You've talked to him about it, I'm sure. What it is now... Is, is nothing yeah. like what we had talked about the night no. we shot those the, that footage. Like that, it okay. is a completely different animal from where it started. Very much like this podcast. This podcast yeah. is extraordinarily different than the concept we conceived on my patio. This currently nameless project, like like we said, like we stated, is like twelve years in the making. And let me tell you, folks, it has evolved. Oh yeah. If you want to talk about a passion project, I'm sure this script and pile of notes he claims he has in his drawers is his horcrux. Like, if you were to die no and you performed a magical <laughs> fucking ritual on these papers, you could bring him back. Some weird some weird literary necromancy that you could fucking do. I don't doubt it. He's like, a piece of his soul lives within those pages. Jesus. But, well, and then, too, because it's like even... Um, I, think the, I think the only concept from that night the the only original idea, so to speak, yeah. from that night that we came up with that is still in play, and Adam has not gotten rid of it, and he will never get rid of it because it was our brainchild in a sense, is that all of us have to make an appearance in that movie somewhere. Oh, yeah. We, we, we went back and forth between whether or not it would be speaking parts yeah. or just cameos or what the hell ever, but somewhere in that movie <laughs> was going to be Easter eggs yeah, yeah. of Adam, Vince, and Danny. Yep, yep. Because I think last it was time, our baby. I think last time, oh, last time we had... Well, I no, had, it's Adam's baby. Last but. time I had talked to him about it, our, our characters had been upgraded from their initial status to like we were judges or some grandiose shit. yeah status. yeah we so. were like the terrible trio of, oh, of disaster of and whatever <laughs> it was yeah goodness we were yeah. supposed to be like what we were only supposed to be on the screen for like five minutes but we god. were supposed to be terrifying and god and it started off as such a simple story it did too yeah this... you remember do you remember the initial story i think i do so man gets out of prison Yes. And his sister. It's his one of the sister. classic. Yeah. yeah sisters with the wrong guy. I was the sister because I was the only girl there. The so. wrong guy is a bad man and he's a guy that got the other dude sent to jail. A drug dealer or some something. shit. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was one of those. But boy. And you got to take his ass out to save was, baby yeah. sister. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. But uh, no, it has evolved since the fiction project. We've, we've been just over here like, yeah. What are, what are we I talking remember, about? Talking about, we talking about, about? talking about your your project. Didn't we debate it's, it, it's it's initial conception? I even remember okay. we specifically debated like like whether or not there should be any sex scenes or if it should just be like <laughs> implied that we were together. Oh, there's. Yeah. Okay, so what have what have you guys talked about? No, we the were just project? talking about the initial idea. Of yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, okay. How it was when simple, it started. That night. I started off as a oh, simple Oh, let me story. tell you, it has evolved. Oh, so we we already mentioned that. Okay. Mention yeah. that while you were urinating. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh my god. Like I like I'm so proud of it though. Oh, like yeah. it's like so I actually like for a school project once for I was in a script writing class. Mm-hmm. And for the script writing class, we had to write the like the first 30 pages to a feature script, right? Not past that, just the first 30 pages. I remember I read it. So that's right, you did. Like that. <laughs> so I actually so I ended up writing you know the first 30 pages yeah. to this new idea. You know, it's still a rough, obviously, but I did, you know, write it. And like, let 
me tell you, I had so many people coming up to me and being like, so you're going to finish that? <laughs> like, so when are we going to be able to hear the... Like, so many people were so into the story mm-hmm. that I had, like, developed through our original idea. And it was so much just, like, ignition to be like, okay, like, there's no way I can go through my life and not make this a thing at some point. Like, oh, I'm so excited for it. But <laughs> but one thing I do really enjoy, kind of going back to what we were talking about in regards to, like, just coming up with different stories for different film ideas and stuff, is I do really enjoy the short film stuff. Oh, I enjoy sure. coming up with 10, 15-minute, like, films. That do you remember gold, Do you remember though. just I mean, doing really Slap Happy alone? Oh, my gosh. So I've actually, I've actually talked to Matthew about, like, to where, like, one day when I get my vlogs going again, like, yeah, one day I'm going to yeah. start sharing. Oh, throwback videos. Yeah, like throwback yes. videos. Of condiments. Like, yes. Yes. Condiments. I still, I shit you not to this day, I still go to YouTube to watch condiments when I need a good laugh. I do too. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes at work, I just listen to it because I can't really like watch videos. That was well, one of those things where I was like, fuck, why did I have to be like yeah. married with and a kid was, when they did that? Because I missed that. And night. that was before film school too. Oh, that yeah. was yeah. high school. That was that, that was same damn camcorder yeah. that was strapped to your so, head yes. for three years. Okay, I got I, I gotta I gotta go back real quick full circle to the story of how we really really all... quick really quick though so I couldn't help but notice you uh, munching on some fucking taquitos there Fence. burritos actually do you want to like hand one of those over to me I sure, <laughs> I sure can I was all trying to eat them sneaking so actually I have a very funny story about burritos and the three of us. Oh. Adam, do you mind if I tell the story about I the uh, literally just stolen burrito? told this story like a week ago. All right, so I'm gonna tell it from my perspective, and you're probably gonna get uh, several different perspectives in on this. But again, I'll start with mine. remember that my perspective was the only sober one. Remember that this is key. that's very this is key, key to this the story. particular story. <laughs> Mom, so, Dad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, are you sure you want you me to tell the story? You could have left that part out. You okay. didn't have to tell him where we All were. All right, too late. It's happened. Go for it. Ross, Teresa, <laughs> I love you guys very much. I really do. You guys are like parents to me. But how I became so close to your son started <laughs> when we procured pot and we smoked a shitload of it in your guys' house. I am so sorry again. I can't remember where you guys were, but you you were gone. So. You guys were gone for a period of time. L- let me assure you too. I wasn't smoking. I was babysitting. No, Danny was. Danny <laughs> was. No, straight up. A hand to God, I would I would die to defend that statement. I'm pretty sure the only reason you guys didn't get a call from the cops while you were out of town was because I was making sure no one got seriously injured. So Probably. anyway, here's the story <laughs> of the burrito. So us being young teenagers at the time and not really being privy to the effects of cannabis decided to ingest a shitload of it (laughs) as teenagers do Mm -hmm. so at one point danny decides she's going to take us after much badgering to do a taco bell run we're just busted annihilated i don't even remember going to taco bell but i remember (laughs) getting back and having a burrito which i was really really fucking stoked about i sit down on the couch I unwrap my burrito. No, no, no. no. This is the no. You were standing in the kitchen. Yes. Okay, here we go. Here's the, the other perspective. <laughs> I was in the kitchen, and I unwrapped my burrito, and I stood there for a second, and when I looked down at the wrapper, it was gone. To which I looked over at Adam, and then I looked suspiciously over at Danny. 
back around at the other Danny's end. videotaping this the entire Yeah, time. that yeah. same damn camcorder that I'm was attached to his hip, I had it all weekend. Because long. I unwrapped my burrito and it disappeared before my eyes. It was the strangest thing. So then I became very accusatory and started demanding that whoever had absconded with my burrito had better return it. I was getting very upset. I was like, where the fuck is my burrito? And Danny, still filming, goes, you ate it. I'm like, I don't fucking believe you. No, so and, she, oh she stops God. the camera. She rolls it back and she shows me, and to my horror, there's the video, and I remember unwrapping it. Hang on, I hang on, hang on. I was videotaping, so let me tell this part of the story. Send it. So I got the video camera dead centered on him. He literally, he takes this burrito, he unwraps it, and just starts demolishing it in a very animalistic fashion. I, I'm talking yeah. all over his face, getting yeah. all over his hands. What? A lot of it went on the floor, too. I mean, just shoveling it. No, it wouldn't what, have gone on the floor. Made, <laughs> I promise you that. No matter what state I'm in, I'm not dropping What made food. me laugh is watching back this video, even after you finished eating the burrito, you took it upon yourself to, like, lick every single finger. <laughs> like, no, so he does. So he literally oh just God. guzzles this burrito, and then he stops. And then right after, right after you he lick stops, the last yeah, he finger. He stops, he licks his fingers. He even cleaned off his face. Like, he <laughs> Like, well, you can see I remember through. seeing all And then he stops. And he, it's, all, it's almost like he has this moment of clarity that just comes over him. He just gets this look in his eyes. And all of a no, sudden. No, there's this moment of worry. And then, no, 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 no. Anger. Moment of clarity followed by moment of anger. I was getting there. I can no, see moment, my eyes darting at all of you, too. Like, which one of you fucks stops. is going to die? And then he <laughs> looks down at the rapper. Then the moment of anger comes. He starts looking around and right to the camera. I swear you were looking at the fucking camera. You go, was... hey, who the fuck ate my burrito? <laughs> <laughs> I I was very upset. And when Danny showed me the video back to my horror, I had to sit down and take a breather because I was just like, wow, I cannot believe that just happened. And then we literally had to play it for him again the next day because he was still so fucked up. He didn't remember me showing oh it to him. Oh my God. But let me tell you what, I feel We got bad. some great videos that weekend. Oh, uh, we got a lot of videos. That was the first night that I met Thomas. Oh, uh, that's right. That was the first and night And mind I met you, Thomas. Thomas was like 13, yeah. 12 at the Something time. Like yeah. You, yeah. He was Very a young, young man. and impressionable, and we were not the best example. Well, so, no. so it was funny. <laughs> no, we were not. So Thomas has told me this story after the fact, where I remember, so at the time, Vince, you were a, a very big man, very, very big, overweight. Very big, yes. And <laughs> I remember Thomas had told me after the fact, he goes, when I first came home, and I saw, like, Vince, he goes, I was, like, scared because, I mean, he was young, you yeah. know, and he was just like, I don't know what kind, because you, you always carried a knife on I you at always, that point, too. I was, I was such a mall ninja. Yeah. I used to always carry this, this like, nine-inch blade yeah. on, on yeah. my belt. Oh, you definitely looked like I an intimidating was. guy. Yeah. But Thomas, I remember, then told me, he goes, so the next morning, everybody was just passed out, obviously, just from being stoned out of their minds. And he goes, and Vince was the only one who was up with me <laughs> and helped me clean the entire house. So you had Vince, this 16, 17-year-old guy, helping this 12-year-old yeah. just, like, clean up the entire house. And that was when you and Thomas's like, friendship flourished yeah, from yeah. there. And, and how in the hell you managed to be the first one awake that night, I still do not know. Because I, I was okay, complete... No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, that was, this is a thing. That remember, was, hang on. Remember, that was meditation night, night though, remember? Because eventually everyone had passed out. It was, like, 
10 30 11 no it was probably oh, way later than that yeah remember, you remember yeah. we were the only two ones awake right, yeah you yeah. were in your parents room yep yep we were the only he ones... kept coming in yes oh, yes God. yes okay we'll get to that we'll get so, to that we'll get to that so we were the only ones still awake yep. and we start having this deep philosophical conversation oh, we covered some corners oh yeah we yeah. did but it really centered on meditation mm-hmm. and we both started actually like stopping and practicing mindful meditation yeah and at random that. intervals of i this, still i still do dude still it was do. a long ass conversation dude it was like three four hours we uh-huh. talked about this and during these random intervals of conversation and meditation adam would randomly walk into the room open the door mind <laughs> you would, there's like four other people would, passed would, out on the he, floor okay now now when you say walk into the door that's not fair because <laughs> what he would do is he would stand in front of the door and, and then he would just take bust his it arm open. and just swing it open like a cowboy in a saloon <laughs> and just be standing in the door frame. Look at me. Look at Danny. Sitting in his bed. Just hold. <laughs> and look at us and go, bastards. You guys are and both assholes. Would, you know that, would, right? No, no, and no, no. Just, he said one word. No, no. Bastard bastards. was the first time, but it, it, it varied. He come in like the second time he was like, you guys are assholes. And then the third time, it was like, and fuck you. He, the best part was, he would always close the door. Back to its original he position before he left. the door and then Every turn around time. and go back to sleep. And we didn't see him again for another couple hours. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> we got we we talked about Harry Potter for a very long time. Oh lord. I do remember that conversation. We, did. we had a very long talk about I Harry Potter. I do remember that. Good we, God. Oh my gosh. We had I just remember the water bottle or the was it the beer bottle like filled to the like literally the fucking hill with, oh, with cigarettes. The, Okay, so that was a different night. That was a different night. That was. That was just you, me, and Thomas. That was like, yeah, that was me, you, and Thomas. But that was that 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 same weekend. That was that same weekend. It was the night before, because I remember you guys telling me about that. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yeah. We just, we had Gatorade bottles. They were Gatorade Gatorade? bottles. Okay. And we had, like, three Gatorade bottles. Because you had two friends who came over also that were smokers. Yeah. And, like, yeah, we had just... We God, we just fumigated that fucking house. We this. fumigated oh, that place. Oh, my word. Fuck. Like, how we didn't all die of smoke inhalation, I'm still not no, sure. Oh. we're serious. We were teenagers. <laughs> we shouldn't have survived yes. that shit. You, we blame it on the fact that you our got, parents no, were smokers, so we kids, were already just a little prepped. <laughs> you got kids going to the hospital because they're touching fucking vape liquid. We were 16 years old and just you know, sucking oh fucking Oh, my truck. gosh. Oh, and I rem- so much. Oh, I remember that, too, because I went to the smoke shop. And, because you know, I went to that shop that never yeah, carted. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't even matter. They knew how fucking old I was. They were yeah. like, we don't care. Here. Yeah, uh, here. You know, it was a different time. It was a different time. You yes. know so-and-so. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but I but, just looked like I could be sold cigarettes. Yeah, pretty I was, much. I was, I but I, re- I remember I because I went yeah. and I bought an entire carton of cigarettes, like, leading up to that weekend because I knew it was, it was just going to be, like, everyone at the house when your parents were gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I don't even remember, but I don't. I think there was very many packs left at the garden by the time I went home on Sunday. Speaking of parties, um, I will never forget the first one I had at my house. Oh, Oh, my my dad had just recently divorced his ex-wife, who I'm going to keep it very brief, was not a good fit. Um, she was a raging bitch. Any, I met the woman like twice, and I wanted. To I fucking thankfully her. never met her. Anywho, he had finally gotten rid of her. She had moved out of the house and taken her ilk with her. And my dad realized that he had never met any of my friends. 
I had lots of friends and I had lots of experience, but I, I never wanted to be home. Right. Weird. Interesting. Wonder so why. He decided that he was going to let me have a party. And my stipulation was, can we drink? Because at this point in time, my dad had a kind of an old school philosophy, and I feel like it's also a kind of a new school philosophy. I feel like it's something that a lot of parents are doing more and more. I'm still on the fence on whether or not I'm going to do this myself. Again, uh-huh. it's going to be situational when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Right. But my dad used to let me drink at the house. I was 15 years old when I had my first beer with my old man. And after he fell off the wagon, because he had been sober for a good amount of time uh, before he started hitting the bottle again, um, every weekend, we, me, me and my old man, we, we went from father and son to drinking buddies mm-hmm. to partners in crime real fucking quick. <clears throat> right. Um, so he decides, yeah, he's, he's, of course, going to fund this party with uh, alcohol <laughs> and liquor. And at this point in time, he was already seeing somebody else. My dad moves quick. <laughs> but now he's, he's married to a wonderful woman right now. And Absolutely. I, I love, I love yeah, her. She's, she's a fucking really she, she is a saint. She is a doll. Yeah. But... Uh, he, he had a girlfriend at that point in time, and uh, they had gone out to the casino that night. And at that point in time, my dad was, you know, his words were always, don't get the cops called, and if yeah. they do, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So into my house. <laughs> I invited everyone I knew, and I think I think we had like 17 people total. We at had one a point. shit ton. We had, we had a lot. of fucking people that showed up to this party. We carpooled. I remember I that. Mean, yeah. You were like, hey, are you going to Vince's party? Hell yeah. Will you come get me? Sure. Every single yeah. person asked the same question that night was, are your parents okay with this? <laughs> Which yes. I responded with, yeah, dude, of course. <laughs> you know, I, I have sketchy reputation. <laughs> so everyone shows up. Uh, we're all out on the back porch. A good amount of the party is out on this big round table that we had on our back porch, which led out onto a golf course here in Mesa. Yes. So you could walk 20 feet across my backyard, step over a two-foot-high wall, and escape if you needed to. Yes. So everyone. I remember. Out. We got a really good look no, at that wall. <laughs> nobody had met my dad yet, at least uh, not enough to know the man. So my dad comes home because I heard the front door open and close. I had sat on that back porch enough doing enough sketchy stuff to know when my dad came home, there was a certain cadence to the way he opened and closed the door. <laughs> right. So I'm like, oh, my dad's home. So we're smoking, and I kind of take a look back, and him and Tammy, uh, his, his girlfriend, are walking through the house, and I kind of take a hit of my cigarette. I'm like, oh, oh, that's weird. They're home already? Like, <laughs> I was right. like, oh, they're back from the casino. Okay. So I take another hit, and I'm like, okay. So I'm chilling, and about this time, I, I hear my dad like talk to somebody inside. It was sort of a muffled tone, so I'm like, oh, he's fucking around in there. He's scaring my friends. All right, this should be good. So... And at this point in time, nobody else is tracking what's going on. We're all right. engrossed we in conversation. We were clueless. There was yeah. like seven of us sitting around Boy, a table. We had no fucking idea. No. opened up and my dad stepped out onto that porch and conversation ceased. My dad <laughs> looks down at me and goes, are you fucking kidding me right now? I go out for one night and you decide to have a party? I go with it. My dad's just oh. fucking leveling. Meanwhile, Danny and I oh my are God. looking at each other like, so we're going to like both Telepathy was in work. Dude. I'm looking at Adam. Adam's looking at the fence. I'm looking at the fence. <laughs> and we are hatching a silent plan. I heard, I heard 11 buttholes clenched and about 22 sets of legs ready to pull. And I go with it. I start grabbing beer cans and throwing them in the nearest garbage can. I'm like, shit, I'm sorry, dad. And he's like, yeah, you done screwed up. And he's looking around at everybody. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'll clean up. Man, I thought you were going to be home earlier. <laughs> or later. And he looks at everybody, and I look at him, and he kind of looks at me, and he goes, I'm just fucking with you guys. 
Oh and my it took God. a second. It, it took, took a, a second. second. There was a, there was definitely a couple all, seconds silent. You oh. all looked at me, and then you looked at him, and I smiled, and then you guys were like, huh. And they start, <laughs> no, no, no. They start laughing, and I swear to God, the collective sigh from everyone at that table was louder than their the, fucking the laugh. Oh, yeah. The first oh, thing yeah. I did was I turned to Danny, and I was like, give me a fucking cigarette. That made my dad laugh. Because let me that, tell yeah. you, Vince may have had a lot of friends asking him, like, hey, is your dad cool with this? But I asked Vince this a lot. Yeah. Because my dad would have turned my fucking balls do a coin purse <laughs> if if you he had fucking found out that totally I was doing this. Would've. Dude, your dad would have fucking, he'd have beat you so hard your kids would come out. Yes. Stupid. See, exactly. and I, I got lucky in that sense oh. a little bit because I'm, I'm sure like had it gotten to the point where you know, your dad had started collecting names and phone numbers, yeah, my dad yeah. probably would have been pissed. But at the same time, I was at a party with Adam and Vince and that was the only explanation that was needed when I was in high school. So that Any is... Any fucking yeah, time I went yeah. out, if I was going out with yes. anyone else, it was like, call me at this time, yes. make sure you're home by this time, text me every two fucking yep, minutes to yep. let me know that you're safe. Oh my God, if I said I was going out with Adam and Vince, he left me alone the entire fucking there night. There were so many times where I would come home and my parents would ask me, so what did you do tonight? And I would tell them just some of the most outlandish, obnoxious stories God. that would make my dad just be like, what the fuck? You and then they, they would ask. wonderful, loving parents. But then there were some situations where I didn't have to lie. It was just like we yeah. just did obnoxious yeah. shit. We were, Whether we were, we were like, what are you doing? Vandalizing cars? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it'd be like, who, like, oh, I was with Vince and Dan. They'd be like, oh. Okay. <laughs> like they wouldn't even ask. Like, no, it's like, no oh, that's what we're let, let me yeah. get let me get into it real quick. I'm gonna get a little personal, Adam, if you don't mind. Go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Adam's mom because she is a very wonderful lady. This yes, this she is. this woman at the drop of a dime picked me up after a very rough heartbreak, and I'm sitting in the back of the car and I'm I'm beside myself. She she picked me up in a parking lot mm-hmm. at 10 p.m. And was consoling me and yeah. gave me a cigarette. Yes. I was blown the fuck up. I'm like, you're my you're my mom now. Like <laughs> you. you're now mine. <laughs> mine. Oh my gosh. It's it's true oh, though. Yeah. Your, your mom was the only person to throw me a graduation party. That's yeah. right. That's right. I, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah. yeah. So I remember crying too, like thinking like how sweet that you. was. Because frankly, I didn't like I, I didn't think that she. Well, dis- well, we'll go back and like tell because it, it wasn't like your typical graduation. No, no, it wasn't. No. Okay, so so in, in yeah, it was it was two thousand eight. The the economy got fucked very quickly in wow, two thousand eight. Wow, you're going broad. I think you're like it was remembers. the year two thousand and eight. No, well, the economy was no, in no, turmoil. No, there, there's a need At this for point that. in time, we were at the height of the Iraq Afghanistan <laughs> war. <laughs> Fucking Christ, Danny, Fuck scale off. it down a little. Clarification was needed <laughs> for the sake of this story. Down. So I'm a senior in high school in two thousand eight. Logical okay. starting point. Thank you. you. Fuck off. <laughs> two thousand eight point is still needed. I'm a senior in Ooh. high school in two thousand eight. And I'm like, what, a few months away from graduation. Yeah. And the economy tanks. And my dad, like a thousand and one people, but far more than like than a thousand and one people, right. got laid off. Uh-huh. So I had worked out something with my my dad loved him to death, terrible, absolutely fucking terrible about saving money. Right. We had no nest egg. He gets laid off and we're looking like two weeks down the road, bills are due that aren't gonna get paid. So my boss at the time, I was working a part-time job 
for a small medical clinic. I asked her if they would hire me on full time if I dropped out of school and just got my GED because mm-hmm. I was only a few months away from graduation and what's the damn difference? I can go to college with the scholarship or the GED. It doesn't matter. Just as long as I can go to college, I don't give a shit. My family needs me to step up and, and help right now. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> they agree to let me do it. Two weeks after I dropped out, I had my GED as promised to absolutely everybody. Yes. And uh, not, not only did I have it, but we were all very excited because I remember my goal was to not just meet expectations, but to excel the recommended right. score on all five tests. I only failed at that at one, and I was like, what, two fucking points under it or right. something? I specifically yeah. remember making the joke that Danny would graduate before all of us. And she did. And, she and did. I did. And she, she did. did. No, we just so, didn't think it would be that way. It was, yeah. I remember it was really funny. It was the night before my final test. I was going mm-hmm. in for my, my very final test the next day, and I just, I'd passed, you know, the, the previous four with flying colors. And you just randomly called me or texted me and was like, hey, do you want to come hang out at my house for a bit? And I was like, sure. Why right. the hell not? I drive over to his house like any mm-hmm. other night. I get a text message on the way that says, hey, we're all out back, so just feel free to walk in when you get here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I walk in. I hear nothing. It's yeah. dead silent in this house. I'm like, they must like literally be out back. They got to be in the pool or something. I start walking down the hall. As soon as I hit like the, the area where the living room and the dining room and the kitchen all connect, yeah. all of a sudden I hear, surprise! Yeah. Yeah. There's like you and what, like a dozen other people and your mom. She bought me a fucking graduation Yeah, it was all my mom's cake. idea too. It said yeah. congratulations. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I was in fucking tears. Because <laughs> I, I, I loved your mom. But I never really, like, I don't remember spending a ton of time with her or really talking to her a lot. So just the fact that, like, she just had that thought to do that for me, I remember it being, like, just so touching. And people don't do random shit like that for me. So it was just so wonderful. It's nice when you get it. It was absolutely wonderful. And I'll never forget it. One one commonality with all of my friends, funny enough that I'm actually just now realizing, is, like, like, nobody really had a mom that was like a commonality amongst my friends you know i'm not sure i'm not sure why it happened that way but that's just how it happened so then when like i befriended all of you guys then you guys would come over and my mom would find out about that kind of stuff my mom would be like -uh. -uh. (laughs) nah you have a mom now (laughs) you know you have one now (laughs) exactly yeah well and she did you know i mean like i think all of you guys just ended up calling her mom it you know eventually man every every new year's every new year's eve party that we've had over the course of i think like the last 10 years it started off with like like your parents and all their friends and your family and then Adam can invite a couple of friends. Yes. And, and then before it turned, you know it, Adam invited like 50 people. Yeah. Well, my, it, it turned into half family, half friends. And then the, just this last year, man. My was, mom literally told wow, me last just year. Us. My mom literally told me after just this past New Year's Eve party, she goes, she goes, so I'm going to stop throwing these because one, I've just been throwing these for years. Oh, and yeah. two, because it's just become me throwing a party for you and your friends, yeah. you know? And yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. That's, that's what they've become. And the best part was I could always look forward. And, and, and you know, th- this, this to some people might be like a bad thing, but to me, I like knowing what the food's going to be. 
Yeah. Oh, and every year it was always the cheese and little deli uh, meat tray. Oh, absolutely. Always yes. the meatballs. I always knew when the vodka or the, the tequila was coming. The veggie tray with the yeah. ranch veggie dip. Tray. There was always yep. a routine for it, for oh, yes. sure. Uh, yes. There was always pool to be had. Your dad was going to talk shit to somebody. Yeah. I fucking loved it, man. And now and now we've decided that Vince and I will be switching off <laughs> pretty much every year to throw these parties. I was now. about to start setting my watch to when Ross was going to go, Hey, give me a beer! <laughs> <laughs> To the newest face he saw there. <laughs> That's true. That was always his. That was always his introduction. Oh, Every man. time there was a new face, it was. I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, this is my friend John Joe. You haven't met him before. You go, John Joe. <laughs> Why haven't you given me a beer yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then you'd grow grabby. You go, I like this kid. God. And then that was it. Adding back to the sweetness of your of your mother, especially, but particularly your parents, of course. Um, I remember. I started going to those like, well, yeah, like as soon as you came back from California, I think the first year. And I remember why yeah. it was like two, uh-huh. three. And I remember your mom was always like, no, of course you can bring Wyatt. Like, yeah. don't worry about yeah. getting a babysitter. Well, my mom just son. like so many and other moms she would have loves like children. all oh, those yeah. little like toys for him to play with and all those like little, little like confetti poppers and stuff like that for him like oh she was constantly like is he okay does he need anything can i play with my him? mom was always about making sure everyone was involved see in some yeah. way, but i'm just form. saying i yeah. absolutely love that yeah. as 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 a mom because i was a young mom in comparison to all the rest of our friends that now have yeah, kids yeah. i was the first <laughs> of us to do so uh-huh. so to not have to be segregated from everyone my age and everyone right. doing what everyone wanted to do yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. because because of my son like to have her be like no absolutely he's included just again right. just touches my heart like yeah. way to go mom yeah <laughs> No, they were they were good times, dude. They're you know it's it, it, I just like we were talking about this podcast and watching it evolve. You know, it's it's very cool to kind of watch like those parties evolve because those become because it got to a point too where it was actually really funny because there'd be these points to where it was like hey you know my parents are doing a new year's eve thing this yeah, year yeah. who wants to go and then it slowly turned into like like so we're doing new year's at your house right you literally know? Yeah. just yeah. everyone would text you like these, a week before yeah I get, <laughs> because for the past few years my mom's actually been like this is the last time i'm gonna do it this is the last time i'm gonna do it but the reason why she kept going on with it was because i'd have like vince or you or kyle text me and being like so new year's eve at your house again this year right right your parents house again this year right oh, so well, then you have to ask yeah so then it became this okay. like so everybody's kind of expecting there to be a okay. thing here this that year, was the expectation you know? too i even remember getting into a fight with my ex because we used to spend all the fireworks holidays with his parents right um namely just because they lived on a block well kyle had the same issue with his mom one year actually they they lived on a block with a street of people that during fireworks season would I mean they'd hightail it to, to Mexico or New Mexico and pick up right. all the New illegal Mexico, shit. That's where you go. Yeah. Okay. If you're listening they, right now, this this uh, we're not doing it this year, unfortunately. But the the last several years running, that has been our ritual. Me and yep. my wife, we would go to New Mexico. We would hit Lordsburg, Lordsburg, New Mexico. There's a little firework shack. You can buy two hundred. It's like a warehouse. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. We'll send you home with an arsenal. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but so no. many grams of black powder. But and then, and then uh, we we head out to Silver City, which is a nice little quiet mountain town. We just spend the day there. 
but we'd come back <laughs> with enough fireworks. My yeah. Good lord. So all of superstitions on fire. Yeah. yeah. Like, so we, we would literally, like, we, had, we had a block of people. It was like their house off the corner, their next door neighbors were like one house down, like right. two houses yeah. down across the street. And we'd have like a block party going on every right. firework season where this was necessary with 4th of July and everything else. So... Oh my god, I remember getting into so many fights with him where it was it was just assumed if it was a firework holiday, we were going to his parents' house. Right. He was gonna text his parents and say, What time do you want us there? Do we need to bring anything other than the thousands of fireworks that I've piled in the back of the truck? Right. <laughs> what do we need to bring? Stop so I remember having arguments with him where like, no, no, New Year's Eve, we're going to Adam's house. Right. We spend every other firework mm-hmm. holiday. With your parents. And that's fine. I love your parents. They're great. And we have a lot of fun. But God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I need some variety in my life. Well, and like I yep. said, there was a, it was a couple years ago, I think now, where Kyle had that issue where his mom was like, I want you to come over here for New Year's Eve, you yeah, know? Yeah. And Kyle was having the argument with his own mom of like, that's fine and everything that you want to do something this year for New Year's Eve, but it's literally tradition yeah. to go do this. Yeah. On New Year's Eve. So, sorry, but, you know, and he ended up doing both, mm-hmm. you know, but he was like, I have to go make an appearance at, you know, Adam's mom's house. Yeah. Like, you got to at least let me go for an hour or two. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on. I can't literally just skip you know? out completely. But, like, my, but it, it was this last year where, like, af- a couple weeks afterwards, my mom did sit me down and was like, you know, like, so I know I've said this, you know, for a few years <laughs> now, but, like, really, like, mm-hmm. we're actually dropping we're, the ball. We're done like, now. Yeah, like, so you, you're passing the torch. On now well, and, to the next I was gonna say, frankly, we're 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 all much older now than we were when these parties originated. God, we should be responsible enough to manage at, at this point <laughs> to, yeah. to no, start seriously. making them. You she's know, yeah. she's smart to say, you know what, you're old enough. I with, can with give all, this to you with, now. With all three of us living in houses, like yeah, no, yeah, that's that's easily sure. feasible. Well, so. and it's and it's really cool that it even got started in the first place because. I can already tell this is going to be one of those things to where, like, even if life separates us for whatever reason, whether it's career or whatnot, there's always going to be, like, all right, New Year's Eve, we all travel back to Arizona or to wherever the the party is at that point. Of course, the Armageddon. You guys know my house is the rendezvous. Yes, exactly. I live in an area of the desert that is nice enough to where I can do lots of illegal shit and probably (laughs) not get the cops called on me. We actually had a conversation. uh, I can't remember maybe it was last week that I had Kyle on the podcast. It was, uh, no, 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 not last week. It was the week before. It was me, Matthew, and Kyle did a oh, podcast yeah. together. Yeah. Did, did you happen to listen to that one? I listened events? to it for a little bit. I was listening so, to it on my lunch break. So we it. actually talked about if there was an Armageddon situation oh, that the, we, we even, that. like, me and Kyle even said, we were, like, arguing with Matthew about this of, like, well, yeah, if there's, like, an Armageddon kind of situation, the first place we go is Vince's house, of course. <laughs> like, even I have said that, and I do not have nearly as many firearms or ammunition, yeah. but I'm like, loaded up. Like, that would be my first point. Okay. But, like, but if, I'm cars, hard... if cars didn't work oh, and shit yeah. like that, it's like, okay, but well, see, the first place I go is Vince's. But I'm loaded up yeah. the wazoo with the food supply, and people ask me, like, what would you... Well, hell yeah, water and food, come on. People ask me, like, what would you ever do? Like, oh, my God, the zombie apocalypse actually broke out. I'm like, I grab all my ammo, my food storage, load it in the and car, and go to Vince's house. Yes. Yep. Yep. If Vince's is the rendezvous. And, like, and it's so funny. It's like an unspoken agreement. We just all, it like, literally, know, like, like everyone Vince's just house. knows. I'm flattered. It's I'm the flattered. safest location. Well, because he's former military, like, the second he 
body. You know, it was like strategically. It's not former military. Vince has always been the person where like anytime we walk into a room that nobody's been at before, my first thought is like, all right, socialize, who to party with. Uh, Vince's place is like, okay, if shit goes down, <laughs> like how, like what are the first 10 scenarios to like of how to escape? Who do I kill first? If we have to eat people, who's the first person you eat? See, I thought like, of that. I thought of that I know. I thought of that in straight, simple terms, honestly. Oh, he, God. He, he's married. He gets discharged from the military. Him and his wife decide to buy a house, and his house just happens to be within hiking distance of the Superstition Mountains. And my thought oh, was yeah. strategic relocation. You bet your ass. <laughs> you bet your ass. So, so speaking of actually, to switch gears here a little bit, speaking of the Superstition Mountains, like, like I'm assuming you can see the, all the, like, the smoke from the fire, fire, the Woodbury the Fire. The first day we were in it. That when that first push of smoke came over the mountain, uh-huh. we were smoked out. I wouldn't let my wife or my kid go outside. Really? Oh, so, for, so for just to add context here, for those who don't know, so like there was the big fire that happened in California last year, <laughs> and this year there's one in Arizona. There's a very iconic mountain here in the valley called the Superstition Mountain. It's a big mountain, and, and it's right in my backyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and behind <laughs> behind that mountain is a just a big like foresty camping kind of area forest, near yeah. near the city of it's, Superior. It's about 150,000 acres of state land. Yes. Yeah. yeah. State park. Grounds. And there's a huge fire that I believe I actually just read today, like has stretched across forty six thousand acres, and it's forty one percent. No, contained. I think it's eighty thousand acres. Yeah. Now. No, I've heard it's still, yeah. it's still holding at forty percent contained, though, which it means is, it's, right. it's not necessarily spreading, but it is. No, no, no. I I, I read no, just today that okay, it's yeah, at eighty thousand acres now. Contained, not the, the, yeah, yeah. The last so, I heard, yeah, it was forty percent contained, and currently at the. At the, well, and this was, okay, admittedly, this was a couple days ago, so this info might be a little outdated, but the last I'd heard, it was encompassing 103 square miles. I want to yeah. broach a subject, though. You guys what? know me, of course. Ooh, go for I it. I want to talk about the weirdness of the fire. Okay. Where it's located. Now, for those of you don't, who don't know anything okay, about know the superstitions, yeah. there's a lot of weird legends and lore associated with the Superstition Mountains. And you hence pretty much the, only... Hence the name. Now, here's, yeah, no here's the thing, and I did a little reading on this, and maybe I'm going down some weird conspiracy theory rabbit hole, but just follow me on this one for a moment. Okay. So for the first week and a half of this fire... It grew to levels of, I think it was like past 30,000 acres. Yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. It did. Every day the news said the same thing. Wildfire, 30,000 acres and spreading. Uh 0% contained. No one's in danger. They made sure to let everybody know. Now, I had to look at how many controlled burns were happening because I was thinking, okay, maybe this is a controlled burn. Right. Now, by this point in time... Arizona's great at doing that, too, by this conservation By this point in time, it had gotten to, I think it was about 9,000 acres Mm -hmm. when I I had read somewhere that in order for... I I don't remember where I read this, but I read something that in order for it to be considered a um, contained fire, it had to be within, like, a certain parameters, especially of, like, the area of the fire, Right. So you couldn't call something like this uh, a fire on, uh, of this size uh, a controlled burn, obviously, because that would be like, okay, if it's a controlled burn, how come it's this big and it's 0% contained? Right. So there's so much weirdness in the superstitions. What if, and just, just think about for a second, what if there really was something back there? And what if the idea was we don't know where it is, let's burn the fuck out of it? That's Dude. it. Well, I remember because there are stories that go that like, 
anybody who has traveled behind the Superstition Mountain, there's a lot of weird shit. Doesn't come back. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like that's happened a lot. Mm-hmm. That's there's, happened I, a I lot. I believe there's a lot of uh, footage too on YouTube of people who have gotten close. Yes, to like the secret because, area. Because that's back. what's always that that is what is always funny and and. All of us have it. Well, at least you and I did. I know you came from California, Vince, yeah. but like we grew up here, yeah. and it was always like. And there's a lot of hiking trails up Superstition oh, Mountain. We, we, we've all three of us have, oh, have hiked multiple. We've all been to the, them. Yeah. Yeah. Also yeah. the flat iron, yeah, which yep. is like one of the highest hikeable points on the mountain. I think it is, is yeah, the highest there, hikeable yeah. point. Yep. Yeah, but we've. Um, but what's always funny though is all of those hiking trails and stuff are always on. You know, I mean, I guess it's perspective, but the quote unquote the front side of the mountain. Oh yeah, none right? of them are yeah. on the back side. The front yeah. of the mountain. Yeah. No, you're and not like, getting anything. Yeah, and when you get to the flat iron, you can you know you can obviously see the back side of superstition and look mm-hmm. at the, all the foresty area yep. and the state land and stuff like that. But you don't but, go any further. There's no. But trails. you don't go there. Yeah. You, you don't just go look. there. You don't <laughs> no. travel there. There's no. It's the dark place. There. You don't go there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, but like, and that's always been you know the quote unquote superstition about yeah, it yeah. and now all of a sudden there's out of nowhere <laughs> there's just this wildly wildly out of control fire uh-huh. I do that's they, happening they, back that, there that's so close to major populated no that's areas. exactly what I was yeah. just gonna say again that telepathy yeah. at work man <laughs> I'm, ser- I'm serious no cause it did strike me as odd the second I heard it <clears throat> that it wasn't more quickly contained or at all considering how close it was to such a heavily populated you You know normally when we get forest fires in arizona we get ones that are you know out in the back and beyond because we got a lot of national land and state land out here that that is used for for conservation and all kinds of yeah 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 of course so so the idea that this one actually came so fucking close to a massively populated area i'm like that's just weird Yes. That's odd. I've lived here my whole life and never seen that happen. See, in California, it was so common to see wildfires that it just sort of became background noise. Because California is terrible about conservation. Yeah, they don't do virtual burns or anything that they should to actually keep that the the risk of that at minimum. Well, what I always thought was... When this, when the Woodbury fire started, I'm sorry. What I thought, (laughs) what I thought was really interesting about it is. I mean, we're not we're not strangers to wildfires here in Arizona, oh, hell no. but they always usually happen up north, right? You know, with more of the woodsy kind of areas. They happen in the forest, this is, in the national we have or state never, parks. We have never, at least for a very very long time, none have that had I can one, recall in yes, my lifetime have had one like in the, the desert. Yeah. This one here is actually a classification of wildfire that Arizona has never had to deal with before. Really? That's why it's been, yeah. That's why it's taken so long to get everything set to start. Well, what, what's the classification of it? So there's different levels of classifications, and mind you, I'm just paraphrasing here off of what I remember. Is uh, this is I believe like a class four wildfire, which means it is how many classes are there? Five. I think, I think like four or five, something okay. like that. It's I think it's a smaller scale. But this is a the, like I said, this is a scale of fire that Arizona is not equipped to deal with. Right. Like we can deal with a certain acreage of wildfire, but when it was spreading as quickly as it was, uh-huh. we we had no way to really logically contain it aside from this um, this fire retardant foam that they could drop in the desert. But they didn't want to use it first because it can harm the desert. Now I don't know too much <clears throat> about this foam that makes fire go away, but I'll tell you this much: you know what fucks up a desert? 
Fire. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now they're claiming they have it 41% contained. That's good. I know in some towns up in the mountains, some of the, like uh, Miami. Oh, uh-huh. we have a Miami right here in Arizona. We By do. the way. Uh, I, I think they're getting, I think they're starting to get evac because of the smoke levels. Well, the, yeah, and Roosevelt Lake has already been evacuated. I was gonna yeah. say I don't know about Miami. the The last city that I heard that was like really in danger was Superior. That was the one that's like they're eva- like currently. It's got to be pushing close to Goldfield too at this point. You would think it's actually surprisingly close to Goldfield. However, it's upwind. the The fire is blowing. Oh, is upwind. that okay? So, yeah. so it's going the other way. Yep. So yep. you're you're almost you're well not almost you're I actually lucky see, that you have the mountain. I there. can see the smoke pouring over the mountains and it looks like a fucking dragon lives. Oh back my there, god! Dude. No, it looks I, like mountains. I'm driving now. home yeah. every day and it was funny because for the first couple of days I was I was hearing about it, uh-huh. but to be honest, I couldn't really see it and it was literally like two, three days, well, maybe and, maybe four well, after and, it came and all of a sudden I'm driving home and I'm on the 202, which you know going going east is a direct shot to that right. mountain. Like, it's right in front of you. Well, and and we, there are plumes of smoke. Yeah. Just coming off of it, well, like, and that's what's funny. So, like, where we live here, you know, in the in you know, butt fuck Egypt, over here, <laughs> we like you know, there's out a, in the back, but there's, of the yeah, oh, yeah. but there's one freeway that goes in and out of town, mm-hmm. and you can see the super like the superstition mountain is basically just like uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, it's a plateau, not a, not a plateau, but it's like. You can see it, but it's, it's a not, silhouette. It's a silhouette. Yeah, it, it's just like it looks like a purple silhouette. Yeah. Like it's that far away. You oh, only know but, what it is it lo- if you know what it is. Yeah, okay. but it constantly just looks like there's a storm coming yeah. in from <laughs> it. Like that's what it cool. always. It's like a storm that's that what never it looks like. moves. It looks like one of the monsoons. Yeah, it, lo- it looks yeah. like where Smaug like fucking exists I, I in Lord of the like, Rings. I feel you like know? I live in Pompeii right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not raining ash on us yet. Yet, <laughs> I mean, that, and that's actually why I brought it up because I wanted to ask, with given with how fucking close you, I mean, you're yeah, literally you're at the like base right of there. it. Right you're there. literally at the base of the mountain. Like I said, it was the it was the worst the first couple of days. Uh, we uh-huh. haven't really been touched by the smoke much. Uh, luckily, the wind's been moving uh, everything upwind of us. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Goldfield, I guess Knock it's close wood. enough. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> it's close enough to where yeah, Goldfield's not looking too good um, at the moment. Uh, unless they get it more contained and it doesn't spread so much. But it, another thing that struck me as strange was how they were claiming this happened. They were saying it was a man-made fire, but it wasn't intentional. They said, well, you know, it's been a very dry year. No, it fucking hasn't. I yeah, think it's it been one of the wettest hasn't. years yeah. out here in, in Our, yeah. recent yeah, history. Yeah, truly, well, okay. truly. It has. Yeah, the the winter and one of the, one actually of, broke a lot of records this year. Well, and I, fuck, I remember May alone, the month of May alone, they were saying was like the cold, like if for Arizona standards. No. Was, <laughs> yeah. Was the yeah. coldest. Make was no the, mistake, it was not cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it I've was the coolest. I've lived for anything under 65, and I'm, I'm bundled. I'm yes. bundled right up. But it was mm-hmm. the coolest May, like recorded, I think, in like like in oh, Arizona yeah. history. I, I like, remember recording. it being yeah. shocking. I was over at your dad, Vince. I was over at Vince's dad's mm-hmm. house for uh for memorial day he was throwing uh-huh. a memorial day pool party like he does every year and of course i'm there my son loves the water yeah. and it was almost too cold to get in the pool and i'm like wait <laughs> when in my entire lifetime has it been oh, too cold yeah. in there fucking were, arizona there were days there were days in may that i was still wearing like a sweater yeah. like a light jacket and, and i'm like in the car now, what? mind you, here in Arizona, we wear light jackets when it's like 70 degrees. No, check but it out. Yeah, this is very relative. Yes, yes, very relative. We are a warm people. Here's the standard winter gear. Basketball shorts, 
hoodie. Yes. Because yes. guess what? When it hits about 11 o'clock a.m., you're going to take the fucking hoodie off because it's going to be too damn hot to wear it. Pretty much. But in the morning, you're turning that heat on in that car. Uh, yep. Christmas For sure. Christmas some years was no bullshit. You'd walk outside and it was 75 degrees and then a cloud in the sky. It's like, this is this is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. yeah. No, no absolutely. Oh, you know, well, you know, that climate change life. Right? You know, I find it funny <laughs> too. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It no, 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 no. We do not have time to go there. We've got an info wars listener here. Oh, fuck us. Actually, you know what? I am. I yeah, absolutely proudly, am proudly. an info wars speaking, listener. I admit it. Speaking of Alex Jones, he uh, recently, in the past month, he uh, did a, a another podcast with Joe Rogan that I listened to. It was like this five hour long yeah. fucking oh, podcast. Lord. And let me tell you what. One of the most entertaining fucking podcasts. I I love <laughs> Alex Jones simply for the entertainment value yes, of it. Yes, for yes. sure. But he is quite the conspiracist and Danny is quite the fan. <laughs> I am actually, no, correction to that statement. I actually was quite the fan of Alex Jones. I'm not a huge fan of Alex Jones anymore. Now, you have to bear in mind when I say that, that I've been listening to the Alex Jones show for a decade. Before okay. he was mainstream. Yes. yes. You have. Before he was known. Okay. I back remember when you they talking to me about him studios, in high school. Back yeah. when the Infowars.com website was like this blue and black, you know, AS400 A dot screen. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like back in the day. Real quick. I'm going to go head out to the bathroom. I will be right back because it looks like I've got the bladder now. So. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll have the bladder when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. And this works because Danny can but, monologue. By, by the way, Adam and Vince are drinking beer, so that probably attributes to this also. <laughs> Danny is only drinking Powerade and has excellent bladder control. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but no, so I, I, I was a huge fan of Alex Jones 10 years ago when right. he started. 10 well, okay, that wasn't when he started. He's been on the air for Right, right, right. I know what you mean, though. Yes, yeah. back when I started listening to him. And 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 the reason I did was because back, back in that time, 10 years ago, Alex Jones was far more news and analysis than he is now. Now there is a it's, shit ton of hyperbole. There is... I was going to say, like, because I remember even, even before, even, like, after high school, mm -hmm. right? You know, because, I mean, what you're talking about is, like, high school. I even remember, oh, yeah. like, when I was living with you just, I think, what was it, five years ago now? Yeah. And we would talk about Alex Jones and InfoWars. It was still very much reporting on the news. It was just much more from a conservative standpoint. Absolutely. Whereas, like, nowadays, it's all just conspiracy at least Alex Jones is like part see and that's what it is yeah. yeah because what well and what has happened too and unfortunately and I really I hate to see it because like I, I kind of miss how Alex Jones was 10 years ago it was news it was reporting and it was analysis now you could agree or disagree with that analysis because it was Alex's individual analysis yes but <clears throat> regardless of, of whether you agreed or disagreed at the very least he laid out his points for why he believed what he believed and, and you know and that's where he went with it yes now it's it's not even just so much conspiracy it's it two things that drive me absolutely fucking crazy about listening to it in comparison to listening to it 10 years ago is that one it is a shit ton of him talking about himself and all yes. the shit that is being said about yes. him i frankly do not care you you have got to understand 
anyone who listens to you knows that what they're saying is bullshit. Or I should say anyone who's listened to you for 10 years like I have knows what they're saying is bullshit. Right. Anyone who hasn't isn't going to fucking believe you when you go on the air and rage like a fucking lunatic. Yes. And, and, and that's the other thing I don't like about it. I frankly do not like... I don't, I don't like his demeanor anymore. You know, 10 years ago, he, he would still. I mean, he's kind of known for the freak outfits. Right, what right, he does. right, right, right. But, like, that's all it is That's now. all it is. That's all it and is And that drives now. me crazy yes. because, you know, it is him ranting and raving and screaming. You know what gets lost in that scenario that I don't get to hear anymore that I miss and I love? The news. The analysis. Oh, the analysis, yeah. It's, honestly, it is the analysis. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why, <clears throat> even though I really don't enjoy listening to it like I used to, I will probably still continue to listen to it till the day that I die. Because if you have to give Alex Jones credit in exactly one area, it is this. Mm-hmm. When he does actually stop ranting and raving, when he does actually start looking at, at the news and the situations and talking about this, nine times out of ten, his analysis is later proven right. Well, and that's and that's why I think he's become more of the conspiracy guy. Yep. Because, just as you said, say what you will about Alex Jones... I would say, I think a safe percentage to say is about 70% of these quote-unquote conspiracies that he rants on about do end up being true to some extent. Yeah, they're not conspiracy theories. Yeah. He is talking about actual conspiracies. I'm sorry, a conspiracy theory only remains a theory until you have some kind of evidence or proof. I mean, even in this, like like, the recent podcast I listened to when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast again... You know, uh, welcome back, Vince. Um, when he, uh, Joe, like he was ranting on about a bunch of like really obnoxious, outlandish shit, and Alex Jones would sit there like, look it up, look it up, like, like pull it, Jamie, pull it up right See, now. What you're talking you know, about? That's the weirdest part. Was every psychotic claim he made, they could always no, find. Yes, no, wait, always, honestly, honestly, always. I'll tell you what. That is exactly one of the things I loved about that show ten years ago. Because let me tell you, when I started listening to that shit ten years ago. It sounded just as batshit crazy to me as it did to any other person who listened right. to it. Even when he wasn't acting like a lunatic, you were like, "You're? are you fucking serious right now? Like, yeah. you think that actually happens? <laughs> right. It was one of those scenarios. And he used to say that all the time. I mean, he still does on occasion, but good grief. That was, that was his fucking mantra 10 years ago was, look it up, look it up. And you know what? I did, because I'm one of those jackasses who listens to the news and then actually decides to inform myself about whether or not the jackass I'm listening to is telling me the truth. Right. So I did. I started looking up a lot of the shit he was talking about, and when I found out a lot of it was true, I paid a little closer attention. Yeah. I, I, I totally get it. I mean, you, you can't dismiss him for that shit. But at the same time, though, it's like... You know, like like I said, you know, I would say about seventy percent of the shit that he says does end up being true to some extent. But when you're when you're spouting the kind of outlandish conspiracies that he does spout on about, thirty mm-hmm. percent's a lot to be false. Well, and you know? and, and some of it. Too, so it's yeah. like so it does get hard when you're listening. And just as you said, he just it's just obnoxious rants anymore. We'll you see. Know? And, and then if it, he's not ranting, he's like, try this protein powder. Try, try it, you know. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna talk about. You make for... a good point. He can in one line say something that is a hundred percent true and a, something a hundred percent crazy, but you have to read between the lines. You can yes. say something like, like back in the nineties, uh, the Iran Contra situation happened. Look it up. Yeah. Meanwhile, 
global warming's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> One of those statements is false. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, honestly, I will probably see. So that's why I, I no longer, I used to refer to myself as a fan of Alex Jones mm-hmm. 10 years ago. I would refer to myself, even five years ago, I would probably refer to myself as a fan right. of Alex Jones. Now, I no longer refer to myself as a fan of Alex Jones. I refer to myself as a fan of InfoWars. Because one thing that I do still listen to on a daily fucking basis is um, the show that came out with one of his commentators. It used to just, like, come on as a guest on occasion or maybe sometimes, you know, he wrote articles for the website, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, was uh, one of his personalities by the name of David Knight. I love... Yeah, you've talked about it before. Oh, the David Knight show is fucking amazing. Anyone who hasn't listened to it, please go. Give it a listen. It's well worth it. The David Knight show is amazing. I love listening to David Knight. I love Paul Joseph Watson, who is another journalist who has been uh, working for him. I have issues with him since now. he was like 18 years old. He's been working right. for Infowars. I love it when I hear people like 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 you. We had this conversation one night. You know, I hated it when he started getting involved with Infowars. He's been involved with Infowars forever. Right. No one ever knew it because he never actually commented. Well, the, he the, only wrote articles. The issue, but I, I was reading his fucking articles 10 years but, ago, so I know that. See, the issue I have with Paul Joseph Watson because I used to follow Paul Joseph Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, his YouTube channel and everything. And what I really appreciated about him was his rants were very much based off of like, here's what's happening in the world. Here are the facts, you know, here's, here's what's going to happen because of these facts. And then it just got to a point where his rants were just becoming a little too opinionated where he was just saying, here's what I think instead of, oh, he would have been good (laughs) at Harley Millennial. He is a Harley. (laughs) But like he, he just became too, too much of like his it's one thing when you state your opinion and you're basing you're, you're saying he, the reason why I have this opinion is because of these a facts. Lot of his stuff felt really aggressive. Well, more, more like a yeah, you know, a little honest, too much. Honestly, yeah, though, I, too much. I think the reason for that didn't actually have much to do with, with his with his mannerisms or, or even his okay, views no, on this. Stop, Hang on. stop. No, I, no, no. We need to talk, Danny. We need to talk and we need to let the people know about your little weird words that you say strangely that you don't know you do but everyone else notices like mannerisms (laughs) (laughs) now (laughs) now are we gonna have the sandwich conversation the sandwich conversation (laughs) now you heard me say that right that is how Danny says it not sandwich fuck off well you guys talk about that I'm gonna go empty the bladder and turn off and turn off this fucking air because it's fucking cold leave me alone it is cold yeah you know what have have fun have have fun with that he's been ragging on me about this since we were 16 yep and I'm not gonna stop till the day I die mannerisms Danielle Manurisms. Let's break that word down. Mm-hmm. Manure. <laughs> Isms. It's mannerisms. I'm you sorry. Uncultured swine. I'm sorry. Forgive uh, me. I didn't go to prep school, you asshole. Neither did I. Read a book. Dude. <laughs> no, she, this lady has more books than anybody I know. I have so. more classic literature than anybody I know. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, right Speaking next. of conspiracy theories, I just got done <laughs> reading 1984. <laughs> oh, wow. Good read. Yeah, good read. now I'm in the middle of Sun Tzu. I decided it was time to read The Art of War. Mmm. Good read, too. I yeah. Know. That was uh, junior year, the first time I picked up old Sun Tzu. And prior to that, I think I just got done. Re-read. Well, actually, okay, there was one in the middle. I ended up reading The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo because a friend recommended it. I'd never seen the movies, and he was like, please read the book. Um, you should uh, check out uh, Brave New World. 
I was going to actually. Yeah. Actually, it was gonna because there was there was the the book that I bought the copy of 1984 yeah. that, that I bought had a oh, what's it called an afterthought that was written by a, by a critic or a journalist um, that was hired by by the publishing house that came out and did the special edition uh, of the publish of this okay. book. And he had mentioned, and I didn't actually know this. I I had heard of books of like. Brave New World. Yeah. But he actually noted that it was it was kind of known in in the time when it came out in the early 19th century mm-hmm. that Brave New World, 1984, and there was another book, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, were thought of to actually be what was referred to as the negative utopias in comparison to the literature that was written back in the early 1800s by, say, Thomas More, who wrote the book Utopia. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one by Walt Whitman. I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. And then, but there were three. Yeah. There were three in the early 1800s, and they, they were they were referred to as the Utopias. And then George Orwell. The anti, yeah, Alice they were Huxley, all, they, yeah. Yeah, they were all the anti-Utopias. So now actually actually knowing that, which is funny because I'd heard of those. I've heard of Brave New World. I've mm-hmm. heard of Utopia. The other three that they referenced, I don't think I knew by name. Um, I feel like Brave New World, uh, the reason I liked it more than 1984 is because it more accurately reflects the world that we live in today. And it's so funny, given when it was written, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it would be, you know, that that close to home. But when you read it, you'll start to find a lot of parallels. Gotcha. It's actually pretty spooky. But yeah, so it's one of those situations where I'm actually going to go back now and I'm going to read all the negative utopias and the utopias just because I'm really curious to see how they compare. Because this, yeah. this, this individual put a really interesting afterthought in there. But um, I feel like utopias showed the propaganda side of what the anti utopias mm-hmm. uh, showed, uh, whereas the anti utopia sort of showed the more negative side. You know, the people who actually get negatively affected, like you yeah. have you know, the back. bright and shiny propaganda. Adam's back. <laughs> oh, and he's wearing a blue sweater. I have a small bladder and I'm cold. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, You're like a pregnant woman. But it, it is, it's it's funny too because I had read. Uh, up to this point, before reading 1984, I had read excerpts, like a lot of people, uh, from 1984, Animal House, you know, a lot of that popular literature, mm-hmm. especially, too. I don't think you can even not listen. The... You can't listen to the Alex Jones show for a decade and not get references to 1984. Uh, you, you have, like, the, the anti-Oprah's book club. You have Alex Pretty Jones. Much. Club, <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Read Behold hey, a Pale Hey, 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 hey. I also have Shakespeare. Thank you very much. I just reread my entire Shakespeare collection. Anyway. Um, I don't see why anybody would subject themselves to that. What's wrong with you? Yeah, just watch The Lion King if you want to read Hamlet. Well, but I also have I also have the entire collection of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, well, I, Dude, I don't Poe's care. a fucking As classic. well as Charles Dickens. I'm, I love classic literature. I don't, I don't care. care what anybody wants to fucking say about it. I love classic literature. You I don't care about heart. Shakespeare so much that I would rather watch the movies. I would rather see Leonardo DiCaprio and John Leguizamo running around doing Romeo and Juliet than actually fucking read Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> well, I mean, you can. They literally just take the fucking writing. It's the same I dialogue. Yeah. It's the same dialogue, uh, yeah. But, That's true. But no, I think what was what was really interesting when I actually read 1984, mm-hmm. rather than just reading excerpts, was to realize how many terms we actually bandy about in everyday life these days. That came directly from 1984. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I never would have realized it had I not read the book myself. Like, for instance, Big Brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, Holy yeah. fuck. By the time yeah. I was old enough to understand, you know, the whole government oversight issue, it was just being called Big Brother. Right. That So that's just always how I had 
part of it. That's just always what it was. That was always the nickname that it had had. Yeah. And right. I didn't stop to think about where that term had actually fucking come from. Guess what? That term came from George Orwell's 1964. Yes. Or the Thought Police. Yeah. That was yeah. originated thought in crimes, 19... Thought yeah. crime. Yep. The memory hole that's being referenced frequently now because so, of internet censorship. The memory hole originated what's, in 1984. So what's... I never read 1984. What's the memory hole? Okay, so the memory hole was basically in in 1984. They had an entire department. Um, there were there were three ministries within this within this big government in this place, which was known as Oceana. And one of the ministries' jobs was nothing but, as they put it, making corrections to. I don't even know how to the official story. I guess is what you might want to call it. Yeah. So, so feeding the narrative. Basically, yeah. yeah. No, it, it wasn't feeding the narrative. It was controlling the narrative. And Creating when I say, con- I mean gotcha. control. Okay. And when I say controlling, it was this: like they they commonly referred to the fact that they had two main enemies in which they were fighting against. It was uh, East Asia and oh god, I don't what was remember. An Asia or something like that. Um, but but basically, so there was there was this one reference where the main character you're following, Winston, um. He even he even notes that like three years ago we were at war with East Asia. Uh-huh. Now we're at war with Asia. Um, but no one remembers that we were at war with East Asia because officially we were never at war with East Asia. Officially we were always uh, at war with Asia. So rewriting so like, history. Yes, as yeah. soon as you are, you know, the the enemy has changed. As soon as this has differed. As soon as a prediction that someone has made doesn't doesn't come true and it's something else, they immediately have an entire. De- entire ministry of people devoted to doing nothing but correcting it to make sure that Big Brother is never wrong. And so because uh, of that, what they would do was anytime they were actually given, they would get these slips of paper, basically, through this tunneling tubing system that went through the entire building. It was referred to as the Ministry of Truth. Okay. And the papers would f- would come directly onto their desk. They were to read the paper, which was written strictly in Newspeak. Yeah. You were not allowed to use regular English. Um, And whatever correction it told you you had to make, you would make the correction into your, oh, God, what was it? Oh, God, I can't remember what they called it. It was basically a microphone. Okay. Was a typewrite or a type speak, I think they called it, or a write speak. Was it was basically a microphone. You make the correction. These days known as a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying or, to remember you know, what they smartphone. I was yeah. just trying to remember what they called it in the book. You know? Right, right, right. Because you gotta remember this book was written back in nineteen forty nine. Right. So yeah. but anyway, but so you, you would make that correction which went into their massive database collection of everything, you know, accurate information. And then you would take this piece of paper and you would put it down the memory hole. And the memory hole was a slot on the wall. And they were everywhere. They were in cubicles. They were on walls. They were everywhere you could possibly think of. And everything at the bottom of the slot was incinerated. So the truth dies at the bottom of the memory hole, basically. Basically, it's like a confessional thing. Like if you've got a thought or a memory... Like, you were like, I want to tell my truth. You put it in the big bucket. It goes into the big brown filing bin. Gotcha. But you okay. couldn't even do that because then you, I mean, you were constantly watched by, they call them telescreens. You know, yeah. now they're smart TVs. Right. But they call them yeah. telescreens that could see you and could watch you. And they were watching you on a constant <laughs> basis. And by the way, just writing something like that, even just for, for the gratification of writing it and then putting it in the memory hole, even if you just put it in the memory hole and you did nothing with it, you didn't say anything, you didn't tell anybody, that was still considered thought crime. Yeah. 
And because that's basically because where we're at now. whatever whatever you put on that piece of paper, ultimately, especially if you were talking about about a truth, it was the reason the truth had to go down the memory hole. Whatever that piece of paper said, whatever that truth was, was a contradiction to Big Brother, and Big Brother is infallible. But you know what that sounds to me like to me now, like mm. to compare it to these days, Twitter. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to delete comments. You just downvote them. No. Yeah. Well, and- well, I mean, not only that, but like we sit there and like anytime somebody posts something on Twitter that people don't like, what happens? They get banned. Yep. Right. Yep. You're banned from Twitter. Now you're no longer allowed to voice your opinion. And that kind of censorship yep. is where you hear that term, like suddenly independent media. And of course I'll hear it sooner than most because I follow fucking Infowars. <laughs> but, um, but independent media very quickly jumped on the bandwagon when, when internet censorship jumped up and said, this is like the closest thing. This is the modern day closest version you could find to the memory hole. Yeah. Like if yeah. this isn't the memory hole, what is? That's, yeah. And it's like what, once you actually read it, and it was one of those terms yet again that I knew had originated from 1984. I knew it was referred to as Orwellian, as they call it. Yeah. But I didn't actually realize exactly what it was. I had the concept. I understood the idea. But actually reading the book, man. So how did 1984 end? terribly actually oh. <laughs> yeah, well no, not 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 like not like i was waiting for the happy ending so i no. could be like oh there's hope no 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 no, no, no. There's no <laughs> hope not in the future of 1984 not, not like friend. not like terribly terribly in the sense that the the whole world is destroyed and all that jazz but no but the the whole the whole crux of the story is you're you're following this individual by the name of Winston Smith. Uh-huh. And Winston is a thought criminal, and Winston has an affair with a woman, which is oh so not allowed. Um, and Winston believes that there is a brotherhood, as they call it, of resistors right. that are trying to fight against Big Brother. And he ends up getting completely, completely sucked into... The, the idea of the brotherhood and wanting to rebel and believing that everything he is he is doing and saying is actually faking all this crazy surveillance that they have going on right and and I do mean crazy like think it, in, in a nutshell the way they describe telescreens is like they're everywhere uh-huh. just like we have televisions and screens everywhere right but you can never turn them off. Hmm, and just as like long, the ones you see everywhere. And as long I was going to say, that's basically what we have now. Well, yeah. with, with the mics, but not the actual screen. And oh, the video the cameras screen, are no, watching but... you, and everyone knows it, and anything that you like, they can see is being monitored. Could... And they're designed to make sure that wherever you are in your house, you are not unseen. So, um, but... Echo. Yeah, well, <laughs> one, one crazy thing that I notice more and more now, and Matthew and I were just talking about this yesterday, is like... We'll be so the the first let me let me go back to the first time that we noticed this kind of stuff was happening. It was Justin and I and Matthew were sitting in the living room and we were you okay, Vince? Gonna I'm gonna live. This, bro? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> and we were uh and Justin was talking about killing the weeds in the front yard, right? Mm-hmm. Getting something to be able to kill the weeds in the front yard. Yeah. And we were watching Hulu at the time, and there are commercials on our Hulu. And all of a sudden, we just started to see all of these commercials about weed killers. Yep. 
you know, about to start. And it was just one of those things of it was like, oh, that's weird. We were just talking about that. Didn't really think anything of it. It was just like, oh, what a coincidence, right? But then we started to see this more and more and more where every Mm -hmm. single time we were talking about stuff, we would start seeing commercials on it. You'd start getting Mm -hmm. advertisements on your phone about it. Recently, the one we were talking about yesterday is Matthew has been trying to, has been putting applications into different job sites, right? And one of the sites he was talking about that he's been using is indeed and all of a sudden we started to see all of these commercials for indeed.com showing up on hulu well see and that's a very like i mean it's a good example it's a very good comparison well it's the beginning of like what you're exactly and that's what i'm saying like the the idea behind that is you know supposedly all of that you know microphone surveillance it doesn't exist and yeah you can totally well we have proof that it exists there was there was a couple oh i I know i know we do i'm just talking about the general idea but there was there was a there was a couple that I read this article about this couple that they did not own a cat, right? But they were testing something to see, okay, just every now and then, let's just talk about cat litter. Let's talk about cats. Let's talk about buying cat litter, what we would get for a cat, mm-hmm. all of these things. And yeah. Again, they did not own a cat. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and they were, you know, we were documenting all of this, all of a sudden, their Facebook ads started yep. to recommend different cat toys and cat litter. They started to see more commercials on their streaming sites for cat stuff mm-hmm. and cats in general. And it was like, okay, well, there's the proof. See, but that's fucking. But that's to just you. it. Yeah. They claim that supposedly all of that quote unquote conversational surveillance is strictly meant for advertising purposes. It's all about keeping these companies. Oh in the well, black. of course, it's yeah. not for surveillance. They have to in, say that. Of course, they they do. know that we know that they know. <laughs> they, they they have to say that though. But yeah. see. In 1984, that's not a secret. It's known. It's known that this is surveillance and that the thought police could potentially bust down your door at any second if you commit thought crime. And thought crime could be something as minute as making a weird face to your telly screen. We're getting there. Yeah, <laughs> like cr- like craziness. But so if it follows, are you like, upset? Here's an ad for an antidepressant. Yes. Like, so, so it follows Winston, who who believes he is actually going to be inaugurated into this brotherhood of resistors, and believes he has found a co-conspirator who's involved in the brotherhood. Little does he know. Yeah, unfortunately, very true. Little little does he know this individual is actually a spoilers. Yes, <laughs> spoilers. If you haven't read the book, I'm sorry. You're getting a synopsis right You're now. You're not going to read the book. Um, don't <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't kid yourself. <laughs> Only weirdos like me actually go back and read books like this. But yes. um, no, I do too. Okay, <laughs> kindred spirits. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just leave it to Vince and Danny to paraphrase them for me. But no, so so ba- so basically, what happens is uh, unfortunately nothing he has been doing is in secret. Even though he thought he was outwitting the thought police and the telescreens right, right. and the microphones, nope, all of this shit was known, and there were agents of the thought police watching his every move. And this this co-resistor within the the brotherhood that he thought was going to help save him was not part of the brotherhood at all he was part of the ministry of love hmm. see that's <laughs> see that's how i feel about my mom so <laughs> let me let me tell you something so there was <laughs> there was a time it was a beautiful segue <laughs> there was a time before i moved to los angeles right where i was having these nights where i was having these heart to hearts with my mom right 
in regards to like, you know, so just so you know, since I'm leaving, here's all the bullshit that I did. Yeah, exactly. And I was telling her about times that I was smoking weed or snuck out or whatever. And every story was just met with, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. like, like there were times like I would tell her about like me going out and like getting high and stuff like that. And my mom would be like, like, Adam, when you come home and your first thing you want to do <laughs> is make yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> at 10 p.m. <laughs> and the excuse you give me about your eyes being so red is there was a lot of chlorine in the pool. <laughs> like, trust me, we were very aware you were a stoner. Yeah. Like, so it just made me think of that. I'm like, oh, that's my mom. Like, you know, yeah. you think you're getting away with all of this. And then moral of the story is you're not. <laughs> that's how my dad was. And that's how I hope to be, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I had a similar one with uh, with my dad before I left for the army. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was surprised at how much stuff he actually knew that I, I had done and yes. that I was doing. Like, I, I always thought he had at least some idea, but. No, he, he was. He, he didn't knew. Miss they a know thing. it all. Didn't miss a thing. Yeah. Well, so. and you, and you realize that when you know, especially growing up, you know, when we talk about this, you know, these stories and these things when we did when we were younger, it's like yeah. everybody goes through that. That's why your parents know because they're like, like, bitch, you don't think we were fucking doing that <laughs> shit when exactly. we were your age? Okay, like, we're gonna I do wanna... the exact same shit. Yes. You're, well, and guess what? Vince and I have the lovely, you know visions of being able to look forward to our children doing the exact same shit to us okay i want to i want to broach a subject real quick it's something i've actually been thinking about all week and uh, it was something that i had heard recently you guys realize we just took like three detours right (laughs) welcome to you know the three musketeer conversation just pointing it out this is this is your average three musketeer this is what happens yeah yeah. So um, I am of the mind that remembering the it, it, it was General George Santayana who said, "If uh, those who do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it." I am of the mind that I don't think it fucking matters if you remember the past. I feel like the past is going to repeat itself inevitably. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd In agree. In certain instances, yes. you know, it, it's. I was actually talking uh, up to somebody along those lines at work the other day where um and it was actually in regards to like trump right Mm -hmm. and we were i was talking about like you know it's funny everybody's complaining about trump and his rhetoric and the things that he says the things he does and stuff like that and everybody's trying to say like you know he's the next hitler or he's going to be a dictator or or what have you right Mm -hmm. and i always have to remind people i'm like as somebody who's you know looked into this a little bit and has had a dad who's very into the history stuff you know what other president was like this Ronald fucking Reagan. Mm-hmm. There's literally clips of Reagan like giving speeches and there being protesters screaming on the top of their lungs just like the social justice warriors do now. Yeah. And he literally sits there and goes, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah. Like the president of the United yeah. States. How so everybody, Yeah, exactly. You know so everybody's saying like, oh, Trump. It's like, we've had this before. Guess, well, see, and that's the guess problem. Who, is guess who was also not a career politician? He was an actor. He was an yeah. actor. Exactly. And that's and that's the problem with the quote with the libtards, as you just called them. The social <laughs> justice warrior. I, I, call, I, I, call, say, I call them social. You, you went with libtards. Okay. Anyway. So. 
Regardless. But no. With, with Jesus, she's like, fuck liberals. <laughs> Your words. No, what no, you no, said, no. quoting you, Adam. <laughs> sounded really Alex Jonesy. Yeah. No, fuck liberals, I'm a, quoting you. <laughs> Look it up. There's a specific reason I'm referring to them, though, as libtards, because in my personal opinion, there's a huge difference between a liberal and a libtard. Hence, these idiots are so retarded, they do not have the ability to actually read a history book or go look well, up some of that fucking footage okay. to know that we've all been well, here and done this. It's, it's you also have hard-banging you know? writers who do the same fucking you, thing. You do, I know. You do. I know. And they're Alex idiots. And it's, and it's, and it's, it's ignorance. <laughs> no, no, you got to give that man some props on that. Seventy percent props. Oh no, no! I was gonna go thirty. <laughs> 30%, right, there you 30%. go. See, frankly, that's another reason why I love David Knight because David Knight will give you a fucking history but report along with his the, analysis. The thing is, though, there's there's ignorance on both sides, and what's the root word of ignorance? It's ignore. It's just people ignoring what the fuck is happening in the world, well, and like anybody who's like. You, you have to listen to the people who are in the middle who are the moderates because guess what? They're the ones who are actually doing the research, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? They're not very exciting, but, you know, they're busy hitting the books. So. Exactly. Well, yeah. and th- that's the thing. You know, we, we were just, we, me, Justin, Matthew just had a long conversation about, like, the politics and just some of the stuff that's going on right now. And just in regards to, like, the, the smartest people out there are the quietest ones. They're the ones that aren't speaking up. They're the ones that aren't bothering getting involved in the, the rhetoric, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like the loud, the stupid ones are always the loudest ones. They're always the ones that are like, because they know they're stupid. So they have to, somewhere deep in that fucking mind, they no. know they're ignorant. No, I don't, I don't. You I don't really think don't, that? I really oh, no. Think so. I would I disagree like with you there. I people live under the delusion that they are incredibly intelligent and that they, everything they say is going. No, I think they. I think they're just trying to follow the crowd because they find something that they fit into, and everybody's trying to find a fucking gang or a circle. That I they think fit some into. of them do for that reason. Absolutely, like I think they fun- all do. Fundamentally, they agree with what so and so is saying, so right. therefore they're going to go with that. You know, go with the grain, so to speak. But um, some some of them. <laughs> The, the, the ones who initiate that shit versus the ones who follow. The ones who follow are the ones who are ignorant. The ones who initiate that show are the ones who are brainwashed. And I don't care what side it's on. Right. I don't care if it's far left, far right. Yeah. You are the assholes who have absolutely no ability to think for yourself. You believe whatever is fed to you from whatever demographic you have come from in life. Right. And that is it. Those people, frankly, scare the living shit out of me. Well, yeah, because they're the loudest. And unfortunately, the loudest are typically the ones that, you know, are catered to. The old empty can rattles the most cliche. Yeah. 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 They're the ones who get coverage, though, because they're sensational. Everything <laughs> they say is at a very high decibel level, and there's usually some insane shit coming America's out. become one big reality really show. Oh, yeah. Dude, shit. we've been getting groomed for it for the last 20 fucking years. Oh, yeah, we have a reality star as president right no now. Shit, we, we, yeah, no <laughs> shit. Dude, we... we we, we have a show called Survivor that's in countries where people live. <laughs> yeah, that's Survivor true. Thailand. There aren't people surviving in Thailand. No. People living. Very comfortable yeah. and well off in Thailand. Yes. Right? But no. Well, what, what's... You have to sit on the beach away from the snack bar. <laughs> away from the snack bar, Jeffrey. <laughs> this is Survivor. No, I think... I think personally what scares me about those people is because of they, they have that inability to, to think for themselves... You will never be able to change their mind. No, no. that's the key. That's, that's what the key scares thing to remember, me. Is because that... you know, in in order for for a society or a civilization to actually continue 
in any semblance and and especially in certain periods of decadence you know like like what we've seen there has to be a certain you're trying to kick me there's a table leg in the way I put my feet here strategically because I said anything that warranted a shin kick strategic relocation yeah but but no it's What do you think? Why do you think I'm also turned like this, ready to block a direct the attack? Fact, <laughs> the fact that people can no longer communicate, the fact that the two sides are so far apart and are so devout in their beliefs that they refuse to communicate with each other about that more moderate side or about each other's perspectives. That's what scares the shit out of me because that's what's going to end, frankly, in probably another civil war. I've se- I've heard a few sighs coming from Vince now. What's what's going on through that noggin of yours? Listen, man. Oh, dude. Listen. Vince and I have rigorous political We're debates. living in an age where everything that has ever been written down or anything that's ever been said is easily accessible at the touch of a button. There's no fucking excuse for anybody's perspective to be anything other than what would be academic, academically considered as perfect. Hear me out on this. Most people, we are biologically designed to not give a fuck. We have a task as human beings to perform whatever that task may be. All else is folly. Really, truly. And that is exactly why history is going to continue to repeat itself. Nations will rise. Nations will fall. Nations will rise again. We hit a period of decadence, period of turmoil. So on and so forth, rinse, repeat until the end of fucking time. Oh, absolutely. We as human beings were not meant to leave this rock that we're on. We weren't meant to stray very far. If you think humanity in the livable future, meaning our current lifetimes, is ever going to get past this planet Earth, I promise you, you're very mistaken. Other things might you, contact you don't, us. You don't I don't think so. I don't, I don't so. really. I, I don't, don't really. disagree Why? with you in that sense. Well, hold on, hold on. I do want to visit that. Why don't you think? I believe that the first time we attempt, it's going to be a fucking disaster. Really? It will keep us from doing it again for a very long time. Mm. So is that is now is that coming from a like a religious standpoint? Like we're we're just meant to like live on and the only reason why I bring that up is because if Matt were in on this conversation, he would he would which is funny because Matt's very religious, but mm-hmm. he thinks we'll be an interplanetary species. Not all but, of us. But if he I believed will... that, he would argue probably that it's like God just meant for us to be here on this yes. planet. Yes, we. I, I don't think we were ever meant to go elsewhere. I think we have the capacity to do so, but I think biologic. I mean, that that's why we can't just go into space without protective equipment. We weren't biologically designed to. There are tardigrades, which can do just that. Right. And we can't. Tardigrades are meant to be in space. Right. Human beings are not. <laughs> I'm not saying it's it's not bitching that we can we you know we can actually do that. But what I'm saying is reasonably, feasibly, and logistically, getting a human being off the planet Earth to another planet is expensive as fuck. Damn it, Vince! Why do you go rain on my Star Trek fantasy? <laughs> no, no. Same same thing that bugs me about the world is the same thing that bugs me about shrewd people. It always comes back down to money. It's yep. always a matter of dollars. That's right. true. Every fucking time. That's why I can't wait for people like Elon Musk to really do something incredible. Like, hey, man, mission to Mars, who's coming? Woo! That's why I was stoked when that Swedish company was doing just that. They're like, we're sending 20,000 motherfuckers on a one-way ticket to Mars. Who wants to sign up? Uh, like Everybody. 300 million people. <laughs> like, they broke the server the first week. Right. So many people signed up. Yeah, everybody wants to leave the planet. I don't think... Anything but a very, very small percentage and a very, very small cross-section of the human population will ever leave the planet Earth. 
especially in numbers enough to repopulate. Really? I, feel, I really, truly. I really, truly do not expect that, like, oh, don't inference to come from you. It's not yeah. like I don't want that. Right. But I'm a realist. Well, I'm a, I'm a realist, too, but I still think that we're going to be able to... Maybe maybe we're not going to see a repopulation we, on another planet in our lifetime, but I do the, think it's something that's in the human humankind's future. Oh, I'm not saying it's not in the, the future. I'm just saying it's not going to happen in our lifetime, because right now... But you just said that we're that we're doomed to just live on this rock and as not be in our species, species as a whole. Yes. I think a very, uh, I do. I think a very small cross section of uh, the human species will leave the planet one day, whether they'll, uh, uh, promulgate or flop is entirely up to the conditions under which, you know, they have to deal with, um, and how they're prepared. However, when it comes down to the basis of humanity right now, we are one of several civilized nations, which are currently having to be financially beholden, to these third world nations essentially babysitting other countries right now and that's keeping us in a financial deficit that's preventing us from reaching the stars that's why i think we won't see space or anything close to for another hundred years really 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 i think we're too busy solving problems in third world countries it might sound cold-blooded but it's it's the way it is we're, we're funneling a lot of money into projects in africa that really aren't yielding the results they should right. with the amount of money especially with the amount of money going into them mm-hmm. i'm not saying that these projects aren't important but what i'm i'm saying is there's a lot of money going in and very little output sometimes coming out that's that's not to denounce the hard work of the people involved that's to denounce the i mean that's like the, every government everywhere just but throw the, money at it but the thing yeah. is like i mean i i do agree with you we're funneling a lot of money into you know other other projects on our own fucking rock. Yeah. But I mean, humankind has also been known to put their focus on things that they probably shouldn't be putting their focus on. And I could see as to where like where we should be putting our focus on and maybe things happening on our own little rock. We're going to be putting our focus on instead and things like colonizing Mars or putting a base on the moon or whatever it is. That would leave like, a lot. Though, that, that would either require another source, a massive source of income for the United States mm-hmm. or for or some country to just finally say, you know what, we got it. You guys are good. You don't have to keep funneling millions of dollars into us anymore. I don't think that's going to happen on any case. Though. I don't know. I I disagree. Maybe maybe not in the sense of like there's going to be a country that says don't give us money anymore. But I do think we're going to get to a point to where we are going to see people on Mars. And we are going to see like a colony living on Mars, maybe in our lifetime. Yeah. You know, but. I don't. I I disagree I differ, with you. I do think I, I do think that humankind is meant to be an interplanetary species, and maybe if we won't see that in our lifetime, I do think that is our future. I feel. Sure. I still feel like the human physiology has a long way to go before we are really space ready. Yeah, I do. I don't think this this is the form we're supposed to go to the stars with. I agree with you there. I was actually going to say that when you were talking about you know time and exactly how long it may take, yeah. so to speak, before we're an interplanetary species. And what gets me about that is is I, I would almost agree with Matthew and, you know, I was raised very religiously myself, but I, I, I might agree with Matthew in the sense that maybe maybe human beings were not meant to leave this rock. But well, then, well, Matthew does believe we were meant to leave this rock. I'm just saying. No, he that. says, well, he from a religious well, standpoint. I'm just saying if you were to look at it from a religious standpoint. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, but so what, what I think of is, 
maybe we will not be human beings as we are now when we actually do leave this rock when you when you look at things like like you um, eugenics and all oh, the different God. shit we're coming Don't up with, even, even with technology. Started on eugenics. Oh, Jesus I know. I'm just it. saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't think humans as they are will be an interplanetary species. Yeah. No, we, we got a long way to go because just being in space alone warps human physiology. Right. It does. It does crazy things to bones, um, blood flow, even like cell growth. Right. Yeah. Well, but I'm not saying we'll be living in space. I'm saying we'll be living on another planet in these in these bases to to what's the word I'm looking for to mimic you know the conditions on Earth. But until we get something that can go fast as fast as the speed of light or faster, uh, relatively. Well, now we're talking about intergalaxy species. I'm just talking about <laughs> us getting into like Mars. Dude, you that's know. a nine month journey to Mars, man. That's nine months in space. Yeah, with current t- technology. Yeah. You're going to be living in space for a while. We, well, I, I've yeah, lived in people, apartments for less time. Pe- like. well, well, people people spend over a year in the International Space Station yeah. right now. And that's enough to warp their physiology, man. You're right. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to get to a point where you're able to spend nine months in space just to get to Mars yeah. and then be able to mimic the uh, – create a base that's going to mimic the atmosphere and what it's like on Earth, then the nine months in space just becomes – like no, because arbitrary. Then, then you have to deal with <coughs> the physiological changes that are going to happen to your body on Mars. You're going to have a different mass on Mars. You're going to have a uh, different bone density. There's right. a different, uh, e- even while it's being terraformed or even if it's already perfectly terraformed, it's not going to mm-hmm. be the same as Earth. Right. You're still going to have to deal with uh, new diseases, um, stuff that's breaking out all the time. You know, with that much cellular growth, there's going to be. All sorts of crazy bacteria that not we to may mention, never have even seen before. Not to mention how many of these factors won't be taken into account prior to getting there, or can't even necessarily be foreseen. There, there could have been there, there could have been some Martian disease that wiped out like prior life that is sitting in the dirt, and as, as soon as we add water, it just fuck everything back up. Mars's ver- version of Valley Fever. Yeah, like, like when planets <laughs> die, they just make themselves totally inhospitable to life or something like that. But that's not so. something that I don't think we're we're not going to be able to over come or that i mean like if 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 three dumb people sitting here are able to like come up with those like possible speed bumps you know i have no doubt in my mind that the scientists and astronomers and everybody working on trying to get us to mars hasn't already thought about this kind of stuff too but it does give credit back to vince's original theory which is that the first attempt will be a crapshoot for one of these incidences that they can't potentially react to because they couldn't necessarily foresee it you yeah. know like the mystery disease how right. do, how, how do you if do something goes, in preparation for a mystery disease you can't goes, you can't treat a disease you don't know about so yeah. it'll be a calamity it will completely fucking fail and then it'll be another 40 50 years before anyone has the nerve to spend the money to try to do it again because no. it was such a if it if mix. it goes well it won't happen again for another 40 50 years because of how expensive the first round was if it goes horribly Probably, probably centuries. See, I would disagree with you on that one, particularly. Mm-hmm. I think if it goes well, you're going to see mass support. I was going support. to say, if, if it goes well, I agree with Danny. You'll see mass support where people are like, oh my God, it went well. Oh, people, I'm not saying go. Go. No, go. Go. I go. Yeah. I'm not saying there won't be mass support. I'm just saying it's going to take a very long fucking time for these multi-billion dollar corporations who are suddenly investing all of their money into space travel to go, uh-huh. how are we going to do this? Think about how much time that takes. That planning... 
uh, yeah, but think of how, but think of, how, think of how much faster it'll move when they actually put all of the resources think, into it because think, it was a success. And think of how fast technology evolves too. Ooh, yeah, qu- technology quantifies that it does. I mean that. I mean, fuck. I remember just yesterday Justin was talking about how like Justin's phone broke, right? Yeah, yeah. And his mom sending him an iPhone six. You know, in the meantime, and I'm like, an iPhone six, like. <laughs> Like, is your phone even going to fucking work? (laughs) And that was four years ago. Four fucking years ago. You know? And, like, he literally runs the risk of, like, like technology not being able to work well on that phone because of how fucking behind it is now on technology. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get to a point to where we do go to Mars and it does go well, the trip goes well, the colonizing goes well, and now you have this NAS support and people funneling money into that, and with how fast technology already moves... I, I don't think it's out of the... But what you're failing to add into the equation is Murphy's Law, bro. Well, Murphy's Law, of course, but there's always the chance that the worst thing is not going to happen, you know? Not not saying there's not going to be yeah, speed bumps, yeah. but not every speed bump's a mountain. Whoever dies on that first trip is going to get a friggin' statue, though. On the oh, there'll be schools named yeah, after them. Yeah, you know, there'll be libraries and, and, and oh, yeah. pioneers. <laughs> That's what I said, man. Even even if we even if I three hundred years Mars, later, they'll be oppressive and we'll be tearing those statues. They're racist. These assholes tried to keep us on we Mars. Went, we went from hopeful scientific like <laughs> fantasy, and Danny's just like the fucking libtards are tearing down statues, like. Jesus fuck, Danny. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were talking about 1984 for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh man. How many? How many? How many points? How many subjects have we had? <laughs> Too damn many <laughs> on this fucking podcast. I lost count like eleven ago. We, the, we stopped doing that though. Eventually, we quit going to points, and we do that. We just bounce around. We always recap though. We're like, this started off uh, this as all, a conversation oh my about God, cheese. You're right. Fuck. We always do. Always at the end of it, we're like. Where did we start with this? You wonder where it started this time? Cigarettes. Yep. And you yep. realize that ah, ending. Where, where it started, started all along. Here we and are. And you realize that ending always ends this like two or three hours later than we intended it to. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably did right now. This, how long I'm has sorry. this been? I was going to say, speaking of which, how Let's long see. have we been? <laughs> Oh wow! See what did so, I say? Wow. This trying, has been the longest podcast. I was yet. actually I don't know. Actually, I'm going to check <laughs> because I think the one I because the last longest one was with me, Kyle, and Matthew. Okay, that was the longest one. So let me see. That actually. one I think was like one uh, an hour forty. I think that's what I'm gonna. I don't, actually I think it was longer than that. I, I feel like we got past two hours on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna check right now. I okay. really feel like because if could... we haven't reached it, we owe it to ourselves. I was gonna say it. if we haven't reached <laughs> it, the challenge we, at this point, the challenge we need to go past it because it just wouldn't be in true three musketeer fashion. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> so oh, we've we have definitely surpassed it. So <laughs> the longest one before this one was two hours and eleven minutes with okay. Matthew and Kyle. We are at two hours and thirty five minutes uh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. it was funny enough that most everyone stuck with us this yeah. far. Yes. Or at least yes. is like pacing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> we can't when we get into these these talks, we can't pace ourselves, as you probably could tell by now. Oh no. And it's late at night too. Like if this were like the middle of the day. Every time no. Adam, like we, every time we do these podcasts, it's always late. 
That's true. Every podcast uh, you've been on so far have always been the longer podcast. Yeah. Well, even, even when we had the cap of an hour, yeah. you know, they and always well, we like went the Again, hour. too, yeah. even that is fitting because Three Musketeers nights. Uh, all the time. We're Three Musketeers <laughs> Night. The only time we had three musketeer days was when it happened to be the day of the following night. Yes. Yeah. The, it's it's interesting. There's, or the preceding night. Sorry. I, I could or, see or, there. Or the latter. Or the former, I mean. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I, I, sometimes it was three musketeer both. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see there being part of our fan base where they're going to look through the podcast and go, ooh, another three musketeer one. And they're just gonna, <laughs> they're, those are going to be the ones they look for. They're like, hey, we're going to listen to that one. Cause we'll, it, have to, we'll have to make sure to tag them as such. That scared the living <laughs> piss out of me. My cat just like tried to attack Vince. That cat that. almost got thrown across the room. Don't <laughs> be from behind. All right. Well, Hello, on that kitty. note. Oh, I, you're too pretty to throw, aren't you? Oh, uh, she's cute as fuck, Aww, but she's adorable. don't let her fucking fool you. Her name's Harley for a fucking reason. Oh, after Harley Quinn. She's a crazy fucking cat. Well, on <laughs> that note, guys, um, I think we've reached the end. I know you guys have babysitters and you need to go let go. Hey, my dad's watching uh, watching Baby Girl, so, you know, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's actually with his grandparents overnight, but I do have an engagement I want to get to. And quote-unquote engagement. Quote-unquote. We'll dicking. touch on that later. <laughs> 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 Next time, it. that'll be a story, potentially. Ooh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to tonight's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. We also have a Patreon you can donate to if you so wish. www.patreon.com forward slash Hardly Millennial. And any final thoughts, Danny? Oh, good grief. Put me on the spot like that. No, um, just really enjoyed being here. Thank you so much. It was a blast, as always. It really did feel just like a Three Musketeer night. Okay. It was. It was. I, they were just, just these big microphones in front of us. Yeah. yeah that was it. That's and it. I hope we yeah. get to do it again. Absolutely. Definitely. Any final thoughts, Vince? Oh, you know what it is, Adam. As always, be excellent to each other. Mm-hmm. All oh, right, guys. Oh, this was all insightful. Oh, uh, it's... <laughs> I have the same sign-off every time, man. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> have a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, guys. Bye-bye.